Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this This is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to Bitch, you got coronavirus. I believe in the sand beneath my toes. The beach gives a feeling and a feeling. I believe in the faith that grows. Congress is not going to pass new laws on abortion, not with a 50-50 Senate. The question then becomes, what can the White House do about it? Anybody living in the country can sue anybody in Texas for providing or aiding or abetting abortion services. Well, guess who has qualified immunity federal employees so what biden needs to do is via executive order create a federal force of doctors we've got to follow the science send them to texas to counsel and protect women's privacy rights and if they want to provide some medical procedures they can do that as well now we have something called the Hyde amendment the Hyde amendment says that the government cannot use money to pay for abortions but even if congress reauthorizes the Hyde amendment the workaround for that is that you have to make the abortions free abortions i could argue should already be free they're extremely expensive and that hurts poor women preventing them uh, from accessing their rights (laughs) you serious you are fake news. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. Very fake. Go back to where you come from, okay? I agree with that. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. <laughs> I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the very best you can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello, Daddy. I am also flanked in the room across the house. (laughs) By a newborn baby. So happy Labor Day weekend to everybody. It is an especially happy holiday weekend in this household. Uh, My my son was born early Thursday morning. TLDR, he and mom are healthy and uh, happy and we are all thankful. But I will give uh, the full details, the full story of the event momentarily. But of course, we have a week full of news as well. And the news stops for nobody, including my newborn son. So, uh... The irony is not lost on me that abortion dominated the headlines while I was at the hospital and my wife was giving birth. So, yeah, we uh, we will talk about what's going on with uh, Texas's abortion law and the uh, Supreme Court's decision not to intervene to stop it. Plus, as you heard there in the intro, a CNN analyst completely insane plan to send an army of lawsuit immune federal doctors to perform abortions in Texas anyway for free. Of course. Uh, oh, yikes. <laughs> if you're going to kill babies, you have to do it uh, communistically. Is that a word? We'll go with that. 
And then we'll talk uh, some Afghanistan leftovers. The totally bunk story from the Rolling Stone this week claiming that Oklahoma ERs are overrun by people who overdosed on the I-word drug for Corona that I can't say without uh, Susan's axe swinging for me. But we will talk about it as best we can. And then remember that We Spa story back in June where some women claimed that a transgender man flashed his genitals at them, including a young girl. And it was alleged by some that that was all just a big transphobic hoax, that it never happened. Well, it's not a transphobic hoax because a transgender sex offender has now been charged for (laughs) that incident for indecent uh, exposure. But in terms of actual hoaxes or at least inventions of hate, we do have some hoax hate before we get out of here. And tonight's movie review is uh, Joe Biden's favorite movie. You know, you know, the thing, you know. The thing we will uh, <laughs> review the thing before we get out of here and uh, we'll, we'll check in with super chats on YouTube, Tippy stream Trovo and D live in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Of course, it is a special night tonight. So I will stick around and read your chats as long as you'll have me. And we thank you for them. And it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things uh, we have featured over on the website, of course, is the show store. If you want to pick up a T-shirt or a hat or a mug, we have all of that available. Plus, of course, we have special deals from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends over at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA. Chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their (laughs) soap to your door each and every month. So you never forget soap at the store again. If you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. You can find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Charity Swipes, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners, by listeners, couple of quick announcements i still have no way to read super chat from rumble and i haven't been able to investigate that this week if super chat's even a thing on rumble i remain a little confused about that but so they have comments but i think that they're only comments that are posted during the live stream that stay am i wrong about that i think that (laughs) we should probably know more but it's been that kind of week you know All I'm saying, I'll get more familiar with Rumble going forward. But um, all I'm saying for now is if there is a super chat function over there and you're using it, I won't be able to read them. If you'd like to have your chat read uh, and you're on Rumble, please use the tippy stream link that's in the Rumble description. And uh, shout out to our East Coast friends after Ida as well. I was out of the news during the worst of 
the storm as it progressed, at least as it progressed up to New York City and the New York City area. When I turned on the news, I was shocked to see all the flooding and destruction so far away from the Gulf Coast. But yeah. I know uh, a lot of friends and listeners and, and people were uh, trying to deal with flooded basements and things like that. So I uh, hope everybody is uh, recovering uh, as best that they can. You should move. God's smiting you. <laughs> well, um, as far as uh, the story of the week, my personal story of the week, how this all developed, uh, about 2 a.m., Wednesday morning, my wife started experiencing contractions, what she thought were contractions. And at first we thought this was probably a false alarm, um, but she was pretty, she was feeling pretty rough. So uh, she poured a bath and I went back to sleep. I will acknowledge, I thought it was bullshit at first. I thought, ah, that can't be it. I'm going this back to bed. This is woman nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I'm 37 week pregnant wife. So uh, yeah, that was me. That's an accurate impression. <laughs> So I go to back to sleep for about four hours more. About six in the morning, I wake up because the dog jumps out of the bed and I can hear some sounds of discomfort across the house. And uh, so, I, so I walk over to the other bathroom. Now, she was very kind and she wanted me to get sleep. That's why she went to the bathroom that's on the other Aww. side of the house. But clearly it was uncomfortable enough that I could still hear what was going on. So I go check it out. And I ask how she's doing and she says that she's definitely in labor. So I start scrambling <laughs> to... To get things together. And I'm not exactly keen on how all of this goes because I haven't gone through this as a dad yet. I know it can be long, but sometimes not. So I'm thinking, holy crap, what do I have? A half hour? Do I have a day? How much time? Got to get all my stuff together and go. So the race was on. We get to the hospital and um, getting into the hospital was its own ordeal, which I'll get to momentarily. But we do get to the labor and delivery center. We get into a room. She gets checked out. She's five centimeters dilated. So this is for sure going to happen. And then we get checked into once we're in our room, it's just, it's, it's a lot of patience because she keeps dilating. She had, she pours a bath there. She kind of relaxes. She uh, had wanted to avoid an epidural. She wanted to tough it out. Um, wow. At least that was her, her goal. She lasted until about 10 AM. So maybe eight hours of that's pretty good. Toughing it out before she got the anesthesiologist in the room. And he gave her the best epidural possible. Couldn't feel a thing. Totally calm. But was also able to retain some leg movement and strength. So some mobility awesome. on top yeah. of it. Yeah, the best. However, I think that epidural kind of slowed things down quite a lot. Because yeah. the dilation after that took about 12 hours to fully dilate. <sighs> So I know honestly, I couldn't believe how long it was taking. I was just like texting you guys. <laughs> we're getting all kinds of messages. I'm like still just sitting here watching TV. Honestly, we were kind of bored um, yeah. and we're both eager, but you know, it takes the time that it takes. So there was nothing wrong. It just was taking a long time. Finally, about 11 PM, she's fully dilated and it's time to push. And I'm looking at the clock thinking, Oh cool. The kid will probably be born in the, he'll be born in the final hour of September 1st. That's kind of a cool story. Right. Um, well, it was three hours later at 2 a.m. on September 2nd that he was born. So it's actually 24 hours of labor. Part of the reason being perhaps the epidural. The other reason being he's a very big boy. Um, he yeah. was he was born eight pounds, 11 ounces. He's 22 inches long and that's at 37 weeks. So he wasn't due until September 22nd. He was three weeks ahead of his, his due date. I, I think he just ran out of room in there. So it's probably good yeah. that he was born when he was, because give him almost a month more in the oven, um, it's going to be an even rougher extraction. 
Oh my gosh. And oh, thankfully it was, it, it was mostly smooth, but I, we, my wife and I made an agreement for both the comfort of both of us. And in turn, the comfort of the delivery for the child that I would not look head on at the moment, um, yeah. which was also your advice. And, yeah. and yeah. so we, we did not do that. Um, but I did see my son come out from the perspective of my wife's shoulder. My God, man. So it took 24 hours to get that head out of there. And once it was, it was all of 15 seconds before he's just Superman fired out. Yeah. Along with, I, I don't know, a biblical flood of, of fluids. Um, but there was our, our healthy baby boy. And, and we weren't sure that we wanted to be public about his name. But we had a little bit of a discussion and we're, we're going to share his name. This is our this is our uh, newborn son here. Calvin Wade Christensen. Oh, my God. He's so cute. Baby Calvin. And uh, that he's on the left fat, is fat, fat, fatty. Look how fatty. That's so good. He's not uh, even jaundice. He uh, I think out of his uh, almost nine pound weight, probably four or five of those pounds are right there in his cheeks. <laughs> eminently pinchable. And uh, as you can see, so on the left, he's is is uh, immediately newborn. The photos on the the photo in the middle there is him coming home on Friday. And then the, the two on the right are today. Of course, we the flannel onesies are mandatory. And yes, um, we did get a we, we had him in a, a frog onesie because I wanted to signal to my <laughs> alt right fans and to the hospital staff that this is an alt right baby that was just born. So the, the frog onesie was mandatory, too. Oh, he's so sweet. And so um, mom is healthy. Baby is healthy. Uh, it's not that I was ever at risk, but I'm completely happy, obviously. And um, we're very thankful to have a, a relatively easy conception, pregnancy, birth. I know that's often not the case. So I certainly and we certainly don't take that for granted. And I, I want to say that I'm thankful to you, Blonde, for convincing me a few years ago that <laughs> there are better things uh, for me and that this is the path that I want to take. So thank you for that. And I'm thankful to the audience, um, not just because they support the show, but because in supporting the show, that's how I found my wife. That's how I have my son. So if you're a person who just tunes in each week, if you're a person who's decided to support financially, you've not just kept the show on the air. You've drastically changed my life personally. So thank you for that. And um, we're very humble. You and I both are very humbled when people in the audience have stories about how the show has influenced their lives. I want people to know that that's a hundred percent the case for me and, and for you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, this show, the show is my household. The show is my wife. The show is my son. So thank you guys for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. He's very, very handsome. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it it couldn't have gone it couldn't have gone better. It was long, but it was not stressful. So we're oh, we're it very could have happy. gone better. Talk to your wife. <laughs> well, as relatively speaking, relatively speaking, not a lot to uh, to worry about. So we're thankful for that. And I did have some secondary points, just about distant secondary points. Not as important as the birth of my son. Not as important <laughs> as thanking everybody and being grateful. But there are some kind of political observational angles on this that I did want to comment on. Um, no, I was fearful that they were going to try to mask up my wife in labor. That did not happen. Good. We did have yeah. to put on the masks to get through the various doors at the hospital. But in our in our delivery room and in our recovery room, not one person hassled us 
for masks, which I appreciated. But that's not to say that it wasn't without its um, various Corona nonsense. Uh, our, our, our area of the country and our hospital in particular, they hype how it's just overrun with coronavirus. Oh, they have staffing shortages. They have bed shortages. It's a nightmare down at the hospital. Um, I, I could believe potentially that there are some staffing shortages, but based on my experience mm. that I saw, I'm going to speculate that the staffing shortages are probably due to things like vaccine mandates, things like yeah. maybe being paid not to work instead. Other factors that might limit how many people are available to work rather than there's so many coronavirus patients that the staff they have just can't keep up. So I'll give you a reason I, I think that starting with my ER experience, we get there about seven, uh, seven in the morning. And the, the whole ER was just impossibly, ridiculously and clumsily relaxed. Yeah. So we went into the ER um, to get her to get her triaged and to get her admitted. And we were temperature checked at the door, as you'd expect. There were literally no other patients in that entire emergency room. And this is a major hospital in a city of this is the major hospital in a city of 50,000 people. It's not some tiny podunk place. We talked to the lady at the desk. She's very I'll be kind and say she was very calm about everything. Very calm. She just wasn't taking it urgently. <laughs> But like she first was baby. OK. Yeah. And maybe some of that is me being a little more urgent minded than I need to because I don't have the experience of how this goes. But she was going through a whole series of coronavirus questions. And I'm just saying, no, 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 no. She wasn't exposed. She doesn't have coronavirus. Even if she does, who gives a shit? We got a baby that's got to come out of there. What are you going to do? Tell her to go away because she has Corona. We're not, just hurry up is what I'm thinking. And finally, they tell us to go to labor and delivery. And they bring out a wheelchair for her. And they, but they have nobody to push her. So I say, okay, I'll, I'll push her down to labor and delivery. It. That's yeah. fine. Well, my car is right outside the ER doors. Oh, you need to move your car. You can't park it there. Okay. But I'm not going to go to my car before I leave. I'm, she needs to be moved first and we'll worry about the car later. Okay. Well, you need to go move your car. We'll get a guy to move her. So they bring out some security guard to go move her. So fine, whatever. I go uh, move my car, park it. Takes five minutes. <laughs> I come back in the door and the same guy tries to temperature check me again for coronavirus. No more than 10 minutes after I've been temperature checked. And this time I just, I said, no, like you just checked me. My wife's in labor. Leave me alone. No. And I just walked. Yeah. They didn't intervene, thankfully, but I couldn't believe there's nobody else in there. You got one lady in labor and everyone's focusing on temperature checking dad after he's already been temperature checked. Yeah. So I get to, up to labor and delivery. The security guy is still there with my wife. They're sitting in the lobby of labor and delivery with no one at the desk available to help them. And security guy says, yeah, we called back there. They'll be in here in a second. He leaves. My wife and I sit there for five more minutes. Then we call again and someone comes out. Eventually, they get us into the room and they evaluate her. I'm not necessarily complaining like, oh, man, not everybody dropped everything they were doing to help us. I get it. It wasn't a, a life and death emergency. The point I'm making is that everyone was way more concerned about Corona than they were about accommodating a mother in labor, even though the place was a ghost town. Yeah. And it was a ghost town all the time, but particularly at night. So I stayed there overnight twice. I noticed at night the entire parking lot and the whole facility <laughs> totally empty. Thursday night, I left to go get dinner and I came back. I had to go back through the ER because of all the, all the other doors of the hospital were closed. The lady checking, uh, checking temperatures 
remembered me from a prior entry a few hours ago and said I could go through. And I'm thinking, okay. cool, but how did you remember me? And you might think that's the same person from the day before. And I was a little forceful with him. No, totally different lady. I, my entry with her was separated by hours and hours. Maybe she has a really sharp memory. Maybe I was memorable. Alternatively, she didn't see that many people walking through that door that day, right, did she? Right. So okay. she remembers. It's total chaos, but she can remember me personally just by looking at my face. Huh. Off, awfully odd. And then um, on a, a separate but related uh, political note, one of the last people we had to talk to before discharge was a pediatrician. And of course, she walks in wearing a gay and trans pride flag button. Nope. And she advised us. She advised us that anyone who handles our child needs to wear a mask, not necessarily because of Rona, but because now that we've unmasked childhood infections of all sorts are on the rise. So we've taken out our, our, we've taken our masks off and now kids have various other infections that they didn't have because we were wearing masks. Then she asks, um, have you guys selected a pediatrician you'd like to use yet? And we both look at each other like, not you, bitch. Yeah, mm, yeah not that lady. Uh, if your job is handling kids and you wear a gay trans pride flag on your scrubs, uh, you're suspicious to me. Plain and yeah, simple. Pedo confirmed. And keep in mind, she's the only MD that we talked to the entire time. The only MD is talking about having everyone who handles the baby wear masks and openly wearing a trans gay pride flag when her her job is dealing with kids that she's a pediatrician and she's promoting an LGBTQ plus agenda openly on her scrubs. Yikes. Yikes. Last thing I wanted to say about the politics. This is not necessarily new, but I, I, I always love when this happens. Twitter does this to all of my posts, whether they're videos of me talking. They even did it to my wedding post where pictures of our rings after we got married. Uh, it's sensitive content. The pictures of my newborn son are sensitive content. Seriously? If you're logged out or you don't follow me and you see the tweet, it's hidden behind. You got to click through the, the following media includes potentially sensitive content. Let's view it. Oh, it's a newborn baby boy wrapped up. <laughs> How offensive. Now, in fairness to them, probably the most threatening thing facing society a a newborn uh white male the greatest that's true <laughs> the greatest threat we face yeah. you got to watch out for them um and before Thanks. we get to the rest of the news here um obviously this consumed basically all of my time from early wednesday morning on we've done our best to compile a stream here that's up to date and worth a listen but please understand i've missed a lot this week so bear with any um information i may not have seen, but the duct tape will carry us through as it always does. Anything else uh, birth-wise that you want to talk about before we move on? What? Me? Why? I don't know. Just if you had any questions or we, you and I haven't talked about it very much. We've texted <laughs> a little true. bit, but I've been texting yeah. ping about it. Yeah. Um, sleeping seems like it's going pretty well and feeding seems like it's going pretty well. Those are, those are my basic questions. And then I just had a lot of questions about, you know, the birth aftermath. For he woman. he farts like an adult man. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it is crazy how loud and forceful it is. And yeah. he's a very strong boy. We were sitting there and I was trying to like, he, he grabs a hold of your finger like a lot of babies yeah. do. But I try to almost get him to do pull ups on my finger. Yeah. And uh, he man, he could pull really hard. And when he decides 
he doesn't want to when you're trying to change him or trying to put clothes on him and he's not into it and he uses those legs against you they're a lot yeah. stronger than you think i was very surprised maybe he'll um, be an early early walker maybe he will and i gotta say those elbows are pointy those knees are pointy despite all the the padding so i don't know what it's like to have those forceful little legs kicking around my organs for a couple months but uh, it's not a spot I envy necessarily. You guys are putting up with a lot of abuse. I'm sure he does some damage in there. I don't know. He's also surrounded by a giant sack of thick fluid. Yeah. Viscous fluid. So it's not so bad. Well, um, how do we transition to this one? Uh, hopefully I don't end up in this sort of custody battle with him later. I don't know. That was an attempt. That's but rec- recall last week, there was this battle with the, uh, a custody battle in Chicago where a mom said her visitation rights or her access to her child were, was revoked because she was unvaccinated. We kind of thought, I don't know, maybe there's more to that story. It appears that is that legit. Is what that happened? Legit. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess because of public, uh, outcry, this judge, James Shapiro, was like, uh, never mind. He recuses himself. He issued an order vacating portions of his prior order. Um, <clears throat> I think that he anticipated that she was going to have a successful appeal and that it was going to be this huge news story. Also, he probably was getting death threats. I hope. <clears throat> <laughs> I hope he was getting def- uh, defense Defensive threats. How do I thing? phrase that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> What an asshole. But apparently he couldn't take the heat. So he reversed his decision. I agree that his original decision was preposterous. It's also worrisome, though, that a judge would allow sort of public whim to determine or dictate his judgment, even when he is totally wrong, as I think he was in this case. That's also a problem, though, that like, okay, whatever the pitchfork mob says, I do. That's that can work the wrong way just as often as it can work the right way in this case. It is somewhat reassuring, though, that the people have some power. These judges are sure. really overstepping their bounds. I mean, he sh- people like him should be afraid for their lives. Uh, politicians should have, I'll, I'll say, respect for the people. How about that? Respect. They respect for their rights. And sometimes awareness of the capabilities of the people is healthy. How about that? Yeah, now how about that Texas judge in the what is it James Younger case? Yeah. I got to I got to check back up on that case. I haven't I haven't uh followed up on it. Certain Jen Saki circled back in a little while. I'm not sure what exactly is going on there. In a similar but totally unrelated case, a dad on TikTok posted a video claiming he was um optimistic about his custody battle because he has evidence that his ex-wife is unvaccinated and going out in public with his son unmasked holy shit holy shit holy shit as a lot of you know i have a five-year-old son who is with his uh mother my ex-wife also as many of you know she and her family are all anti-vax anti-mask guess what she admitted to while i was recording in my car on my property i asked her point blank are you covid vaccinated she said no do you plan to be and she said maybe i don't know i now have hard proof of her admitting she is not covid vaccinated around my son and i can subpoena video of her being in stores unvaccinated with no mask with my child i don't know for sure but i think this could really help my case oh what a piece (laughs) of shit oh why did she divorce you 
Uh, yeah. Well, I, what the hell has happened to men? I, I can see why mom has custody in that case. Oof. Yikes. Just to clarify, some people on Twitter thought that might actually be the dad in the case, in the Chicago case. It's not as far as I'm aware, because the kid in the Chicago case is 11 years old. The kid he's referencing is five. So they're not actually the same case. But I I, I would expect this legal strategy to continue. Vaccination status has been a club to beat people in every other context. Why wouldn't it be in child custody battles? We'll probably see more of this going forward. Man, and some sympathetic judges, I anticipate. Yeah. We've been following <sighs> the uh, conviction and sentencing of... <laughs> The, uh, well, I guess now convicted killer in the Molly Tibbetts case, but CNN had an interesting way of characterizing him. Yeah, yeah. A farm worker has been sentenced to life in prison with no eligibility for parole for first degree murder in the abduction and fatal stabbing of college student Molly Tibbetts. Farm worker. <laughs> Just you a mean farm worker. Illegal Mexican immigrant is, I saw, is what you mean. I saw a listener of the show. I, I wish I had the reply handy here. It's somewhere in the deep sea of replies. But one of the listeners of the show responded to this tweet saying, uh, don't you mean uh, austere agricultural laborer? That is, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he was. Yeah. Shout out oh. to that listener for a great line. Um, you see anyway, the replies on Twitter. They're crazy. They're the farm worker apart. is going to prison for life with no eligibility for parole. So his farming days are over. Mm-hmm. Hope he enjoyed it while it lasted. Yeah. This story. You know, uh, go ahead. In sorry. their case. She was the jogger. I know he's Mexican. <laughs> well, uh, we have known for a long time that uh, that Hispanics and joggers do not get along very well. That's a known rivalry. It's true. This story, uh, among all the preposterous punishments of the Capitol riot, this is up there with the most egregious in my mind. Doug Jensen of Iowa is accused of chasing Officer Eugene Goodman near the Senate chamber during the Capitol riot. He was released seven weeks ago, but he uh, but he faces seven federal charges, some felonies, such as bringing a knife into the Capitol grounds. Now, I don't know what that means. I suspect it means a pocket knife. I don't think it means yeah, a butcher knife. A, that he, a butcher knife, yeah. I think he was carrying a pocket knife. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he's pled uh, not guilty, and he maintains that he never attacked the officer. He's not been charged with assaulting or impeding the officer. But Jensen has now been put back in jail because he dared to go on Rumble and watch the My Pillow guy Mike Lindell's election fraud symposium last week, which I will add, Susan, is nothing but debunked conspiratorial nonsense that would never be portrayed with any legitimacy on this show, because, of course, Joe Biden was the clear winner of the freest, fairest, most secure election of our time, and indeed the most popularly elected president ever. Anyway, uh, Jensen's release terms forbade him from using the Internet at all. So actually, I don't think he was caught watching Mike Lindell on Rumble. It sounds like uh, officials made an unannounced visit to him to check if he was following his uh, release terms, and they found him using a phone uh, to go on the Internet. He's banned from going on the Internet because the judge said that he'll access QAnon conspiracy theories that caused him to do this. And he admitted to investigators that he watched this Mike Lindell symposium. So he's back in jail now for looking at looking at rumble videos for looking at the news on the internet. He's back in jail. Incredible. Yeah. Um, the reasoning is we can't let him look at conspiracy theories cause he'll attack police. Um, even though we can't produce the evidence to charge him with attacking police, the claim against him. Oh, he was going to, he had a knife. He was going to, he was chasing a cop. 
We, they can't even charge him with assault or um, even impeding an officer. But that sounds kind of representative of the of January 6th overall. You did this, even though we can't bring the evidence to right. charge you in court. But don't look at the Internet, you conspiracy theorist. Couple of other stories before we get into the uh, Texas abortion stuff. This was so outrageous. We should probably watch the clip first. But, um, I, oh, I, I just couldn't believe this. Yes, I could. This didn't surprise me at all, but it just infuriated me. They're yeah. so they're so blatant talking about how he's going to indoctrinate all these students. Only 180 days to create revolutionaries. Good, good for Project Veritas for getting this out here. It is pretty brazen. This, um, this was a was. A high school teacher in a school district in Sacramento openly talk, openly wearing an Antifa shirt, talking about he's in, how he's indoctrinating kids to become revolutionaries and offering uh, extra credit for them to go to anti-fascist protests and events. I have 180 days to turn them into revolutionaries. How do you do that? How do you scare the fuck out of them? So like, yeah, when when there is like right wing rallies and stuff, then we like. We'll create an opposition to that. Yeah. No, I, I post a calendar okay, every week. Awesome. And then, so, like, they, it's, and I do it for extra credit. So they get points for doing it. Like, and so that encourages them to do it. <laughs> when they go, they take pictures, they write up a reflection. That's their extra credit. Like, I, I have an Antifa flag on my on my wall. And a rainbow. Um, and a student complained about that. And he said it made them feel uncomfortable. Well, this is meant to make fascists feel uncomfortable. So if you feel uncomfortable, I, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> like, maybe you shouldn't be aligning with the, the values that it, this is antithetical to. Oh, he also had a Mao picture on the wall. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he bought a bunch of stamps and he'd give them their extra credit with like Che stamps. Oh, my God. I didn't see yeah. that part. Total oh, of course. Uh, the superintendent came out with this statement. This guy's been fired, um, but it took a little while. It took, <laughs> it took a process. While and I got to assume that they're all they're all union teaching jobs. They, they have to be in California. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Superintendent Chris Evans. Um, in following the principles of democracy, Natomas Unified staff is following due process, the law, and spent the past two days investigating the alleged teacher and his actions and his classroom environment. As of today, this teacher was placed on paid leave because of his actions and choices in the classroom. Natomas Unified will be taking the legally required next step to place the teacher on unpaid leave and fire the teacher by taking a day and a half to investigate beyond the video. The district was able to learn more facts essential to the next steps. I just feel like, uh, do you really have to investigate somebody like this to find out what what's going on in their classrooms? Like, you can look at this guy and be like, oh, I don't want this homosexual Antifa member covered in tattoos, who's also short, teaching my kids anything. You're saying prejudice really would have saved the kids in this case. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like in all cases, uh, <laughs> You know, believing that people f mostly fulfill their stereotypes and uh, racial profiling uh, and, and some other <laughs> homosexual profiling also really well, would have helped the situation. You know, you don't actually have to be you don't have to look that deep to do the profiling. He's wearing the T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll describe mm -hmm. he's wearing the Antifa T-shirt. He has the flag in the classroom. In the classroom, yeah. And He's not like, even subtle about no it. no idea why. We're like, are you serious? Like, why yeah. did you hire this guy? You probably could have found out all this stuff based on his social media. I think that is an interesting question. I guess there is a subtle difference, but you'd like to ask that school board, was it the case that having an Antifa flag and Mao pictures on the wall was totally fine and normal? It's only that he described to an undercover Project Veritas reporter that he gives kids extra credit for going to Antifa rallies that you draw the line. Other than that being 
openly pro Antifa in the room and openly pro communism in the room right. was perfectly was fine. And if if that wasn't the case, then they didn't know at all what was going on in his classroom, which right. makes me really worried that kids are like getting molested and stuff. <laughs> well, what do what does your prejudice tell you about that one? Did this guy touch the kids or not? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't want any <laughs> homosexual young men teaching any of my kids anything. I mean, come on. We'll leave, we'll leave that one for another discussion. We saw <laughs> what happened in Boy Scouts. That's all. All right. Moving on. Speaking of Antifa and rallies that your kid get, could get sent to for extra credit by this guy. Um, there was a, a shooting allegedly by Antifa in Olympia, Washington over the weekend. This was uh, an end the mandate rally to protest against medical mandates and uh, for medical freedom. And one protester was shot in the leg while filming the event. Apparently he filmed his own shooting Again, allegedly by an Antifa assailant. I haven't seen the footage, but that's what is claimed. Antifa had called on supporters to confront the anti-vax Nazis in social media posts before the rally. The man shot is Tiny Tusitala Toisi, otherwise known as uh, Tiny of Patriot Prayer and or Proud Boys. He speaks at uh, rallies or, or has spoken at rallies frequently in Portland. Um, he's, a, he's a friend and associate of Joey Gibson of Patriot Prayer. And it was reported that he was shot in the leg, but other reporting I see says he was shot in the foot. So maybe kind of the general ankle area. Five shots were fired. I think he was hit once. But other than that, the details are kind of murky. I don't see updates on his condition. And as far as I've seen, as of now, the shooter is unknown and remains at large. So we shall see. Hmm. And, uh, Olympia, coincidentally, also the site where um, the, the Antifa shooter who killed a guy in Portland was killed after fleeing, as I recall. So Portland and Olympia continue to be hotspots for uh, the sort of uh, Antifa v. Proud Boys, if you want to characterize it that way, type of uh, gun violence. But it's you know not coming from your typical gun violence suspects. What does that mean? Well, usually that's that's portrayed as a right wing phenomenon. That's what I mean. However, accurately or not. Uh, last thing here before we talk Texas. Uh, a few months back, I covered a story out of Baltimore about a local activist who was pr uh, proposing that the city pay criminals or gang members not to shoot each right. other. Right. Yeah. It was kind of a fun, jokey story that everybody knew was sort of bullshit and not that serious. Even the news anchors covering it. But it was fun to make fun of. And I enjoyed the story. Well, leave it to San Francisco to make <laughs> the world's most absurd proposals. Absolutely serious reality. That's right. San Francisco is now paying criminals or those inclined to shoot people not to shoot anybody Ugh. san francisco of course is one of many cities to defund the police pulling 120 million dollars from law enforcement budgets and reassigning it in this case to quote reinvest in the city's long underserved black communities <laughs> according to cheryl davis executive director of san francisco's human rights commission part of that money part of that budget will go to 10 to, to pay $300 monthly stipends to 10 individuals to not be involved in shootings. This is according to Cheryl Davis, uh, San Francisco Human Rights Commission. Now, she says, um, well, there's no description of, of who exactly these, these people are, these 10 people. Davis says it's not as transactional as it sounds, as in here's some money not to kill people. Did you kill right. anyone? No, here's your check. <laughs> she says the idea is for these ambassadors to help stop crime in the community, go to school and take other opportunities because as you become better, your community benefits from that. And I, 
on that philosophy, I actually agree. By improving yourself, you do improve your community. I just don't agree that you get to take money from people in exchange for not committing crimes against them because that's called extortion. But Right. And is this what they're calling an ambassador in the black community? You just have to not murder somebody and that's it? I guess. I also wonder what sort of um, equal protection uh, implications this might have. When you're openly saying we're, ta- we're taking money and investing it um, or or spending it strictly on racial grounds, mm-hmm. we look at the race of people and decide to spend that money there and not to the benefit of other people on account of their race. Seems like there are some uh, equal protection implications to that sort of thing, but we'll let the courts sort it out. Speaking of the courts, big week at the Supreme Court, or at least people's <laughs> reaction to a Supreme Court, not even a ruling, a decision not to intervene in a particular case out of, of Texas. And you would think, based on the protest scenes, that the sky has fallen, that Roe v. Wade has been overturned, and your precious, miraculous, invented constitutional right to an abortion is no more. That is not the case, at least for now. But, um, you know, any time so-called abortion rights are not upheld to the fullest possible extent, you get this sort of freak out. Now, the law in question here is a little confusing or a little hard to understand because it's technically different than, than what you might think. Texas has this law that's now in effect that bans abortion and bans in air quotes here after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. That's roughly six weeks after conception. I say ban in air quotes because it's not a ban in the traditional sense. It's not like the police are going to come arrest the abortionist and put him in prison. Instead, uh, the law in Texas creates a system uh, for civil liability for the abortionist, as well as anybody who uh, quote aids and abets the abortionist. So if you knowingly, drive someone to an abortion after six weeks, you could theoretically be liable. This is where it gets a little wild to me is anybody. meaning any U S citizen can sue that abortionist in the state of Texas or anyone who assists in the abortion, not the pa- not the mom, the patient, the quote unquote patient, but anyone who assists for up to $10,000. Hmm. Um, I will say on its own, that is a bizarre legal structure. Um, But you have to understand it's a bizarre legal system in which we operate on its own, just taken without context. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that anybody could sue an abortion provider without demonstrating that they themselves have been personally harmed in the same way, like a wrongful death lawsuit. If, if, if someone came and hit a family member of yours with a car negligently, could I sue them for wrongful no, death? I mean, not, that right. seems that seems silly. But you have to remember, we live we don't live in a in a in a totally sensible world on this topic. We live in a world in which the Supreme Court has said that there is some uh, miraculous invented right to an abortion within the penumbras of the Fourteenth Amendment, inferred through a right to privacy that also isn't there. Yeah. In that context, what they're doing, what the t- state of Texas is doing, they've actually In the law, it says uh, state of Texas officials will not enforce this. They're banned from enforcing it. The state of Texas doesn't put you in jail. Mm -hmm. What they do is they empower private individuals to go after you in a civil court. They've essentially um, outsourced their responsibility for enforcement with the exact theory that this will produce the result that it did. So it's because of Roe v. Wade that they're doing this silliness. Um, And I call it silliness because I think in 
in a in a in a legal vacuum or a void of context this makes no sense in its context i understand exactly what they're trying to do yeah so the whole thing is it's it's sort of hard to it's bizarre and it's hard to understand but that explains why the supreme court made the decision um that they did uh not to intervene in this law taking effect this week. So it was a five, four decision The Rob uh, uh, by the Supreme court Roberts characteristically joined the liberals, but the court issued a one paragraph decision saying it's unclear that the named defendants who in this case are, I think it's a judge in Texas or Texas state officials. Those named defendants aren't actually appropriate because it's not clear that they're the ones enforcing the law. Again, they're banned right. per the law. They're banned from enforcing it. So um, the law went into effect this week. Well, let me back it up just a just a moment. Um, so the, the the Texas state officials are banned from enforcing it. This is just a mechanism, as I said, for citizens to sue each other. The court acknowledges in the decision, the Supreme Court does, that there are serious questions regarding the constitutionality of the substance of the Texas law. But it's just these procedural issues that don't permit them to intervene at this time. So the law goes into effect this week, or it did, and my understanding is it was not in any effect prior, and nobody's actually been sued under it yet, though that remains possible. Lawmakers in other states have openly said they're looking at Texas's model as a legal hack, basically, to uh, for regaining their the rights to their own abortion laws in their own states. And keep in mind, if um, if someone actually does get sued, which perhaps we'll see momentarily. And and a proper defendant is named. There's nothing to say that the Supreme Court won't take this case up again and strike down this law once the proper defendant is in place. So it's a purely technical decision. And the decision says nothing about the court's view of the legitimacy of Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the decisions that establish the supposed constitutional right to an abortion. But remember, the court is set to hear a direct Roe challenge out of Mississippi next month. That law in Mississippi bans Almost all abortions after 15 weeks stayed enforced in the traditional sense. Other legal news on on this story. Um, as far as uh, Planned Parenthood actually has secured a, a rare emergency temporary restraining order against Texas Right to Life, which is an anti-abortion group. This restraining order blocks the first hundred lawsuits against Planned Parenthood that might be brought under the new law, but only those lawsuits coming from citizens working with Texas Right to Life. So Planned Parenthood has succeeded in shielding themselves a little bit, claiming that they'll suffer imminent harm in some ongoing litigation. So they've got themselves a two-week shield from anti-abortion activists in Texas. There are something like 40 abortion clinics, or no, 24 abortion clinics in Texas, I think is the official number. I'm not sure how many are Planned Parenthood. There are 24 in Texas. You'd think, I I would have guessed more, given the size of the state. But there are 24. That does seem like a lot. The political reaction to this has been um, pure insanity. Very Catholic Joe Biden says that the uh, the Texas law, where's the Biden quote here? The Texas law is an unprecedented assault on constitutional rights. And Biden pledged to explore steps the federal government can take to insulate those in Texas from this law and ensure access to safe and legal abortions. Apparently, he only cares about the um, outright made up and invisible parts of the Constitution, not the Supreme Court's decision on eviction bans, not your explicit rights like the Second Amendment um, or even the First Amendment in the case of their working with Facebook to shut down your speech. Suddenly, we care about constitutional <laughs> rights very, very much a lot, except for the ones that are actually in the Bill of Rights. 
Yeah, really. Anyway. No matter, this is not a constitutional right. It's an incredible you, stress. Did you did you check the penumbras though? Did you, <laughs> have you checked them? No. That remains the only context in which I hear that word is Roe v. Wade and the penumbras in which they found the constitutional right to an abortion. Have you ever heard that in any other? That's it. That is it. So asked why very, very Catholic Joe supports abortion, Jen Psaki snapped at a reporter and says he has no idea because he is a man. Why does the president support abortion when his own Catholic Faith teaches abortion is morally wrong. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. Why does the president, who does he believe then should look out for the unborn child? He believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions, uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant, but for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes their rights should be respected. Go ahead. I think we got to move on. That's absurd. Can you imagine any other situation where this could be applicable if you don't uh, exactly know somebody's experience based on your own lived experience? You can't opine. There would be <laughs> no historians or anything like that. Have you, you, be an have you ever been field. murdered? Have you? Yeah. <laughs> have I mean, you ever murdered? You, is there any no other idea. situation where you can make this argument? It's retarded. And the other problem with it is the further we go in divorcing pregnancy and birth from family and yeah. from men, the more depraved we're going to get. We act like this is uniquely the domain of women. Men have a stake in this and a vital supportive stake. The idea that, you know, it, obviously this is fresh on my mind right now, but let's say that in a different universe, my wife decided against my wishes. I don't know. I'm not into this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to head down and, uh, and, and yeah. give him the old, uh, I don't know. I'm going to get an appointment with the forceps and see how it goes. The idea that I have no stake in that and that, you know, the son in the other room right now could just be deleted. And I have absolutely no, no stake, nothing valid to say about that. Pregnancy and birth. It's a family thing. It's not just a woman thing. And the more you make it just a woman thing, the more you're going to have women struggle because they're out there when they actually are out there on their own without the support of men and families. It is much tougher. Maybe we should be a little more pro family about this and say, yeah, men have a stake. Of course they do. I mean, everybody cares about their genetic material, don't they? Uh, I wouldn't say everybody these days. That that was was a a stupid thing to say. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, I guess not. I mean, there, there are a lot of absentee fathers and a lot of women that think that abortion is, um, is just no thing. It's, it's a method of birth control. Well, not only that, as we, as I've seen and as we have, we've observed since we were talking to the shout your abortion activists in Cleveland in 2016, it is not, we are so far removed from, well, it's an unfortunate choice that they have to make. It's an objective moral good. It's not just a constitutional or moral right It is the constitutional and moral right that must be protected above all else. But nobody believes that, you know, women that, that have abortions, they, if they, if they felt like what they were doing was not morally reprehensible, they wouldn't need to constantly talk about how it's not morally reprehensible. Of course. Yeah. If it, if it was just a medical procedure, like getting a knee surgery, you probably wouldn't proclaim it. You probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. shout it as eagerly as you do. Uh, Alyssa Milano and others, uh, your typical blue check people uh, were calling Texas lawmakers, the Texas Taliban. 
or other variations, um, urging Senate Democrats, at least Alyssa Milano was, Senate Democrats have to scrap the filibuster because she says it lets a few white men in the GOP in the Senate hurt women across America, apparently oblivious to the irony that Roe v. Wade is a decision made by a few white men that hurts (laughs) women across America. (laughs) And as as though... uh, and the worst part of living under the Taliban rule is that maybe they won't allow you to kill your offspring. That's the worst yeah. part. That oh. is the absolute worst part of living under Taliban rule. Taliban they have, get some things right. They won't let you kill your babies, but they have dank memes, as I have continued <laughs> to see on Twitter. But according to the Washington Post, it's even offensive to uh, the, Alyssa Milano actually committed a progressive sin here because her comparison and others, her comparison of Texas's abortion ban to Islamic law is inaccurate and perpetuates Islamophobia. Experts say, (laughs) according to the Washington post under Islamic law, the majority of medieval Muslim scholars allowed women to terminate a pregnancy before 120 days, says this Rutgers adjunct law professor and national expert on Sharia and Islamic law. So actually it's worse. Like Texas is worse for women than Afghanistan. Thankfully, this austere religious scholar has informed us. (laughs) My God. And the last thing I wanted to talk about on the abortion thing is this absolutely insane segment on CNN with the the CNN correspondent, Nation Magazine uh, justice correspondent, Ellie Ely Mistel. Did you have a chance to listen to this? Yeah, it's outrageous. It's, It's kind of hard to follow, but let me summarize it for you. He suggests... This completely insane plan where Biden would send an army of federal doctors to Texas to do abortions because federal employees can't be sued. They have qualified immunity. But since current federal law forbids federal funds for abortions, this abortion army will all all of these abortions will have to be done for free. But that's fine, he says, because abortions should be free. So it all works out. I wish I was exaggerating. This is actually his case. This is Biden's strategy to fix Texas. Congress is not going to pass new laws on abortion, not with a 50-50 Senate. The question then becomes, what can the White House do about it? I I won't want to completely let Congress off the hook, because I'll just remind people that abortion is broadly popular, and the elected body of the government might want to think about doing something to protect a broadly popular policy, like, I don't know, constitutional rights to privacy. Texas's law is quirky, and the quirk is its kind of depraved bounty system. Anybody living in the country can sue anybody in Texas for providing or aiding or abetting abortion services. Well, guess who has qualified immunity from civil lawsuits? Federal employees. So what Biden needs to do is, via executive order, create a federal force of doctors, send them to Texas to counsel and protect women's privacy rights. And if they want to provide some medical procedures in the course of protecting people's constitutional rights, they can do that as well. Now, we have something called the Hyde Amendment. Hyde Amendment says that the government cannot use money to pay for abortions. So, A, Congress could just not reauthorize that. But even if Congress reauthorizes the Hyde Amendment, the, the, the workaround for that is that you have to make the abortions free. Abortions, I could argue, should already be free. They're extremely expensive, and that hurts poor women, <laughs> preventing them uh, from accessing their rights. So you can make abortions free. Guns are expensive and that prevents poor people from accessing their Second Amendment rights. I demand I demand FN scars for free for everyone. 
That's oh how we can exercise our rights. This is hard to follow. Is he talking about um, med- through the necessity for medical privacy, creating a federal funded team of super abortionists? Well, this is where it gets really complicated. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, he says, oh, they should be free. Even in the context of quote unquote free healthcare, as in state provided healthcare, like a single payer system, it's free for the consumer at the point of consumption. But those yeah. doctors and those providers are still getting paid through the state. So right. for his system to work, it's not just that the abortion has to be free for the woman seeking the abortion. It's that those doctors can't get paid to conduct it. So these doctors, you'd not only need a massive army of federally <laughs> federally directed abortion doctors, but they'd have to be willing it them to do it themselves pro bono. Right. They'd have right. to just all go to Texas to kill babies at Joe Biden's direction. Oh, I'm sure tons of people would be jazzed to do that. though. Maybe. I mean, his first point for this is abortion. So popular. What what are we doing? It is not. It's It's actually highly divisive, incredibly divisive uh, and contested. What is he talking about? Incredibly popular amongst leftists. It's basically universally accepted. But uh, amongst right wing, it's it's not. I'm looking at the latest Gallup polling over time. This goes back to 1975 trends in abortion views since 1975 all the way up to 2021. And. The only 32% of respondents believe that it should be legal in all circumstances. So you have a solid majority, 67% saying it should be legal never or only in certain circumstances. To say that his view is broadly popular, and again, I'm assuming he's a no restrictions person. If he wants them for free, I'm assuming that. But his view is not broadly popular. But even if it was, the idea that you determine that that popular means good. What if 75% of people said murder is cool? Does that make <laughs> murder good? Hmm. A policy that we should pursue? My God. You know, it's uh and again, once again, the one constitutional right they care about so much is the one that's not in there. Yeah. I haven't heard a lot from him. I would like to hear his same impassioned defenses for free speech, due process, gun rights. I'm guessing those explanations would be full of a lot more buts and actuallys and well, ums, that's different. Uh, that's different because all that sort of stuff. Oh, and by the way, this dude, what's his face here? Uh, uh, Mistel. Uh, he is a Harvard Law graduate. And justice correspondent for the nation, meaning he supposedly objectively covers the courts as a reporter, the judicial system as a reporter. This guy. Wow, that's that's a Harvard law. What a Harvard law graduate looks like. That guy seems pretty dumb. And uh, through with affirmative action. I can't see another way. Well, don't forget, uh, it is the elite institution producing the bright mind of David Hogg currently. That's right. Well, don't uh, discount them. Harvard. I don't know. Harvard, maybe not what it uh, used to be. Anyway, we're definitely due for a break unless you have anything more to say on the abortion stuff. This is upsetting. I mean, what kind of people vehemently defend one thing and it's the right to terminate a pregnancy basically at any time? It's, it's, this is so evil. It's the mark of a sick society. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I say this with full acknowledgement of someone who was formerly a strongly pro-choice person that genuinely believed that this was a uh, a regrettable, tragic decision that some people have to make at times. And so we ought not to criminalize them or the people that help them out. Yeah. Uh, it's clear that we're so far beyond that. And to this point of obsession with killing your kids as the most important right that you have, it's the mark of a sick, sick society. And 
There's a whole debate about whether it is a constitutional right at all. I think what's not a debate is the negative effects it produces for everyone involved. There's almost nobody I know. I, I know very few people who have had abortions personally, but the ones I do know, nobody has ever said to me it was awesome. 10 out of 10 would recommend. There's yeah. tons of guilt, tons of regret. The only people I ever hear saying it was awesome is like busy Phillips and crazy actresses who are like, look at the career that it bought me. I'm so glad I killed my I have kids. A golden globe. Yeah. I'm clearly sane and stable and healthy. Look at me. Yeah. I wonder if we shouldn't even be discussing the constitutionality of abortion. Uh, because hmm. if even if it were constitutionally sanctioned, would, would that matter to us? I think that a lot of that probably is too academic for the average person. I don't mean that they're like too dumb to get it. That's not what I, mean. I just mean. It's like so abstract. The Supreme Court's reasoning was so ridiculous and and abstract and out there that your average person doesn't care about that. They just want to they, they, they're looking at the issue on its face, right or wrong to kill a child in utero. No matter, but, but to us, I mean, I, I I just would stop respecting the constitution as, as this sacred document, which I don't actually anyway. Well, it's, it's supposed to enshrine rights that are self-evident. And Mm -hmm. I think by and large, the, the moral truths that it, that it did enshrine at its inception are, but it has been twisted to cover bizarre things like, like killing your kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, be immoral, no matter what, whether or not it was it was constitutionally enshrined, Agreed. which it's clearly not. Agreed. Um. Oh, okay. we got we got so many of these. I figured uh, it might be a chat night, so yeah, we shall totally. see. Two way. I can't watch tonight, but just wanted to say a big congrats to new the new parents. You're gonna do great. You guys are gonna do great. You're gonna do a great job. Thank you much. Appreciate it. Jeffrey O'Neill, lockdown day, 218 in Canton of Melbourne. Playgrounds closed because parents too chatty. State borders closed till 22 for four lease signs everywhere. Never give up your guns. Happy biological parent day, Matt. (laughs) Thank you for being politically correct. Have you seen some of the um, not concentration camp footage coming out of Australia? Uh, Some of it last week. Uh, What Mm. happened this week? I, I... Saw some images and some videos and I thought, I don't have the time to give this a proper job. I didn't want to overstate what's going on there and be too reactionary. But there are certainly facilities for people in quarantine. Oh, God. I've seen videos and images claiming that at least uh, circulating. Boiling Um, frog in effect in Australia. For sure. Um, our Zek DW says, please tell your viewers Austin, Texas, meet up radio, coffee, and beer Saturday, September 11th at 3 p.m. You said you'd never forget. Check it out, guys. Austin, Texas. There you Daniel go. Daniel Kunkel. Recently, I made an online purchase of shotgun slugs, and I didn't read the product description closely. Turns out I bought Magnum Loads. They're a literal blast. Boars, bears, and zombies beware. Damn. I, I don't know if I've ever handled those, but if assuming your <laughs> firearm can... You know, can take them. I guess that's cool. Good. To, any ammo is good ammo to have that's around true. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Incompetent hands. Congratulations to the Christensen clan on a beautiful baby boy. Official Matt Jr. First word betting pool A, ping two, B, skag three, C, Rebecca D, Dinger, E, <laughs> defensively Susan F, Snow Wave G, always. My money My would be on Dinger. On Dada. Ah, that's pretty close. To by the way, treasure chest is opened up over on D Live. Thank you guys for hanging out over there. Yeah, it's it's shooting lemons at you. <laughs> lemons and diamonds and ninja guineas and whatever the hell else is going on over there. 
Grimter. Congratulations to Matt and wife with their new arrival. Ted Wheeler has decided to let Portland businesses suffer by eliminating trade with Texas over the abortion laws. Maybe the Greater Idaho Initiative will happen now. Wouldn't that be something? I heard about that too. I don't really advocate for it because we'd be getting some places where I'm like, no. Well, you're you're good with most of Eastern Oregon, but as you get closer to Portland and Eugene, you're you're more in trouble. But man, again, it's like, you know, fundamentally, I I agree that people have their association rights. You ought not to be forced to associate with people you don't like or disagree with um, morally. It it just is baffling and a bad sign of our times when the the line that people draw is if you don't support what we view as the right to kill your kid, um, that's that's our moral line in the sand, man. Once once you stop killing children in utero will have nothing to do with you yeah it's It's a weird one to draw oh i totally forgot to tell you so um i have been getting somebody's mail from the splc and i may or may not have committed a federal crime and opened it Um, oh my god all right go on and it's the survey from the splc and it's talking about the the rise of white nationalism and white supremacy i can't believe i forgot to tell you this and everything like that and then on the front page it's like has you, have you or anybody that you known uh, been a victim of a hate crime? And then it has like lists of things that, that are hate <laughs> crimes, like increasingly absurd. Okay. But they're actually, I should have told this before hoax hate, but they're actually trying to get people to come forward with stories like this, not vetting them at all. Oh, of course. That's, of that's course, why yeah. I didn't know that there was a concerted effort to do this by the SPLC. Though. Absolutely. Do you do realize that a lot of the da- the hate crime data that are reported are SPLC reports. They're not vetted. They're not criminal charges. They're not convictions. I guess I was, I naively thought that this was less organized. Oh, it's very organized. Did you respond? Did you hoax some hate or did you throw it away? What'd you do? No, I mean, I kept it. I just, I just can't believe that they're inquiring in such a brazen manner. Do you remember after Trump was elected in 2016, there were all kinds of stories about hate crimes on the rise. So many hate crimes after Trump was elected. Oh, this was all SPLC coordinated. Go. There was a video I did years ago where maybe six months after Trump was elected, I went back and vetted the stories. Many of them were just SPLC reports. Almost, almost no, as far as I'm aware, it might've been zero convictions or even suspects identified and several that were confirmed to be fake. My God, we just trust the SPLC and the ADL to put up reported data because they're so-called authorities on this topic. They are, they, they have commodified hoax hate. They have made an industry of it. Yeah. And some of the follow-up questions were so nebulous and and ridiculous. Like, have you ever faced verbal discrimination in a (laughs) restaurant? It's like, what what the fuck does that mean? Like somebody gave you a side eye and you just assumed it was because you were black or something? Do you, do you remember back uh, Sarah Harvard at Mike did the same thing? Do you have a story of Trump, a Trump supporter being mean to you? And I had a friend write up, write up some stupid story about how he, she was an Indian who went into Starbucks and a guy in a MAGA hat told her to go tomahawk chop or something. I can't remember what the story was. And Sarah Harvard bit it without ever vetting yeah. the story. Yeah, she published it, didn't she? Yeah, it was included in a Mike story. That is so funny. More of that. Good job. I, for- I forgot about all the great work that you've done. And then I eventually got on a call with her and she totally mischaracterized what I said. And you called her a fat Muslim cow, I think. And, she- and that was that was the end of that. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I definitely remember fat oh. Muslim cow. That yeah. makes me 
that makes me really proud of myself. Yeah, um, you were on point then. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I suppose you Only still then. are now, but you know, you were on fire I'm that just day. A tired mom now, though. Jenny yeah. Newcomb says, I might not catch the entire show live tonight, but I have to congratulate Matt and his wife. On this little precious bundle of joy. I love you Thank and Blonde. You. And it gives me so much joy to see both of your families growing based. Thank you, Jenny. Appreciate it. You. Well, and now we're taking turns. So I don't want to, you know, put pressure on you. But it's your turn now. So you have to get I know. Yeah. I know. I'm thinking like maybe we should start trying next month. I feel like it just happened though. You'll see the first year of your kid's life just fly by. And I know. It'll yeah. be time again. As soon as your wife starts to feel normal and good about herself, it'll be like, oh, I better get you all fat again. Now that he's opening his eyes and stuff. I mean, I see development on a day by day basis. Day by, so yeah. it's like, well, all right, you know, slow down, dude. I want to yeah. I want to enjoy the easy newborn time before you become a toddler terrorist and I have to get you in line. He already looks like he's five months old. I, he, he's he he's a chunk. Those pictures man. were shocking because my baby was born at on 36 and six also. Mm. So almost exactly the same time as your baby. And my baby weighed two pounds less. Yeah. Two pounds. He's, that is uh, a giant kid. That's great his, though. Big kids are healthy. They have fewer health problems and everything like that. So that's, it's I really can't good believe how, big. how quickly his cone head has, has reached. Oh, like just, I was shocked by his cone yeah. head and it's basically already gone. So yeah. he was born early on Thursday. So we're wide. I don't know. 72 hours, I don't know, four days uh, removed, something like that. His cone yeah. head's gone already. The, the, they're healing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and their their development is so fast. Well, the cracks along the baby's skull, and then they have um, they have open areas on their skull. They have soft yeah. spots. And so it's actually made malleable so that it can squeeze through the vaginal canal. Yeah. So all babies have cone heads, all vaginally yeah. liver babies. I'm sure this is what everybody wants to hear about. Uh, <laughs> Liberative says, here's a bit of O-Change for the baby. I recommend buying him an ounce or two of silver. I might send one for him. I can't oh, scroll well, thank down. You. I need to get, you know, now that I'm clear of all this and I think about how to plan for my family's future, precious metals, um, you know, gold for the big investments and silver for yep. buying a sandwich in the apocalypse. Exactly. Congrats, That's what's on Matt my mind. So thank you for the thoughts and for the kind gift. I appreciate it. Welcome to dadism. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Uh, mostly peaceful gun owner. Congratulations, Matt. This reminds me of the time Matt and I didn't make love. Instead, we had the Taliban take us on a magical helicopter ride. We rode their big <laughs> black hawks together all afternoon. <laughs> I hate you all so much. Uh, yeah. S- symbolism of the Taliban flying our helicopters over Kandahar and elsewhere. Terrible. That's we had crazy. enough depressing Afghanistan talk last week, but oh, I'm not going to get deep into it this week, but we do have a few stories coming up that I did want to yep. highlight. Uh, last one for right now is I bought PN a big donation. Congrats to Matt, Mrs. Matt, and Matt Jr. So nice. Thank you. Appreciate I am not going to be niggardly. Well, circle uh, Matt. Let's check on uh, uh, over on Tippy Stream. We'll catch up with D Live and Trovo. I don't know if I'll get through all of these right now. My God. Um, thank you guys for the support, but we will definitely get through the rest toward the end of the show. Captain Norway says, Congratulations to Ping 2 and you. I hope you choose a strong name with Danish roots like Casper. For instance, Casper with a K. That's an interesting one. Then he can join the stream some years later as Casper, the friendly co-host. I'm thinking ahead. I like that. <laughs> Ayo. Anyway, God bless you and your little family. By the way, Ayo was in his chat. That was not my ad lib. That's right there oh. in the chat. I want to give him credit for that. Mm. Uh, Calvin, interestingly, is not a name. We didn't mean. Can I? 
can I disclose your connection to the name Calvin or is that too much information? Yeah, oh, it's fine. <laughs> uh, we just like the name. Blonde has a dog named Calvin, but we did I not do. name our son after Blonde's dog. We just He's like a the big name. retarded Great Pyrenees that eats his own shit. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I feel about this. However, we named him after the great president, Calvin Coolidge, who literally did nothing. Which it I'm fine awesome. with. I'm, fi- I'm fine with that namesake. And um, we didn't have a connection to it. Just we had a short list of male names that we enthusiastically agreed on. And so Calvin, it became. We didn't even decide. It's just one day we kind of just started referring to him as Calvin when, he's, when he was in there. So he just oh, became that's, Calvin. That's a nice, it's a strong name. I, yeah, I, I I like it, and I like alliteration. goes goes well with the last name, so we shall see. Uh, I don't know if he'll be a Cal. I hope not. I like Calvin. I don't want it to be yeah. Cal, Calvin. It's only two syllables. You don't have to shorten it. Yeah. Long Dong John says the British government's science. There's no medical benefit to vaccinating 12 to 15 year olds with no underlying health conditions. The British government fucked the science. We'll do it anyway. Hope the baby and Ping too are well, Matt. Yes, they are. Thank you. And that was one other piece of the delivery story. They never really pushed the coronavirus vaccine on us. I wouldn't say that's accurate, but they asked my wife if she'd been vaccinated. I think I'm at liberty to disclose that she has not been. She said that. And then they asked her, would you like a vaccine? Like right after the birth, would you like us to stick the vaccine? I also thought it was interesting that it's totally fine to stick a pregnant, like in their mind and in the yeah. mind of the medical authority, it's totally fine to have stuck her with the coronavirus vaccine a month ago. But if you were to stick it in that, in, in that little boy, as soon as he's out of the womb, well, that's medical irresponsibility. You would yeah. never do that. Yeah. Why? Anyway, that was it though. That, they mentioned it once and only once. So I don't want to be too critical, but I thought it was odd, I suppose. Do you want to get it? Like r- once he's out, you want to stab you in the arm? No. We'd like to enjoy our newborn. Thanks. Hey, get out. Everyone get out of here. <laughs> Jacob says uh, for the diaper fund. Thank you, Phil. Last one goes to Phil for the moment. Phil says, congratulations, Matt and Ping Tu on the birth of your son. Here's to many good years of Little League games and teaching him to snowboard, among other things. May God grant you wisdom as you grow together as a family. Well, my goodness, Phil, you're going to bring a tear to my eye because that is... Um, I am not going to be niggardly. Phil has a history of very kind super chats to this Uh show. uh We know him to be very thoughtful with his words and very careful. And this is probably the most thoughtful and carefully worded super chat he's ever sent. I do appreciate it. And um, honestly, man, Little League is uh, that's probably what I look forward to most. Can't wait. Teach him to uh, like you want to be a dad in the catcher's squat teaching your son to pitch a ball like that's going to be awesome. Um, And he'll probably do it better than I can quickly because I haven't played baseball in like 15 years. So I can't wait. (laughs) Have you been changing diapers? Yes. And uh, I'm proud to report we got to go to the hospital tomorrow to check in to make sure that the baby is pooping correctly and all that. Uh, Yeah, no trouble pooping correctly. Don't worry. Um, I have that experience under my belt and I watch the nurses attentively because, you know, I'm handling this baby with the utmost care because I'm terrified of even scratching him. And they're just tossing him around like a football. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my God, your guys, your, 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 your swaddles are so professional. He, he can't escape. When I swaddle him, I think I do it tightly and he gets out of there in five seconds. Yeah. yeah. They do it. They keep him in there tight and uh, their diaper changing is professional. The trick is that they do. You got to grab the feet, pull them up yeah, by the feet. Pull, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. So I'm glad I caught that. Slide it underneath. Yeah. I'm so good at it now that I can hold the feet, wipe, slide the new diaper on and wrap the other diaper up. And it's the same. I can do it all. And once you once I'm sure you have boy experience under your belt, but once you're doing boy. Oh, cleaning balls is a whole different thing. Well, 
Um, you got to watch for the P, the rogue P. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. And I, I will say the only other thing that was pretty surprising to me about the experience, because I felt like it mostly went how I thought it would. Um, infant balls, they're kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of yeah. like they're disproportionately large. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of weird. I, that was something that was new to me. I had no concept of. It's the juxtaposition with their tiny infant wieners, I think. Things are kind of out of proportion. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to say more because, yeah. you know, uh, Calvin, if you're listening to this in 20 years, you know, I'm very I'm really sorry, sorry for dude. this conversation. <laughs> and I'm sure your proportions have totally changed by now. Yeah. So totally. don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really quick. Um, let's see. Over on D Live, uh, lots of you guys supporting the show. Appreciate that. Looks like we're good there. Um, Dave Simmons says, congrats, Matt and Ping, too. Appreciate it. Sacco McButterstone, second one pops right out, Matt. Maybe it will. I hope so. Um, what? Uh, the second baby. Po- <laughs> Why slides. would you want that? No, you, you want some time. Well, I just want it as easy as possible is all I'm saying. <sighs> Trovo, uh, C2K says, can't stick around tonight as I'm flying to the Bahamas for a week and seven hours. Ooh, congratulations. Nice. No jab needed to enjoy drinks in the sun. Here's some additional shekels for Calvin's college fund. Thank you. Appreciate it. My, uh, Chubby Stubby says my local hospitals staff have staff shortages due to COOF policy required 10 day quarantine after each shift in the coronavirus ward. Self-imposed staff issues. Exactly. I suspect that's what's going on here, too. It's a freaking ghost town. That was the other thing the pediatrician said to me. I forgot the, the trans flag pediatrician lady. Oh, man, it, it, this whole winter around here in the pediatrics ward has just been a ghost town. But now that people are unmasking, kids are getting sick. I'm sorry, what? You said during the pandemic, it was a ghost town around yeah, what here? what are you saying? Oh, my God. Did, Did I hear that correctly? Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, shut up so I can get out of here with my kid. That was my objective. I wasn't going to question these oh things. God. How much but, you want to bet that this stupid bitch advocates for uh, growth hormone for kids? Not growth hormone. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying... Uh, Test like hormone interventions yeah, for hormone uh, replacement therapy. There we 100%, go. HRT. Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, but, would, but uh, keep a mask on when you're handling the baby because of yes. uh, childhood illness. And then we never saw her again. So it's, yeah, <laughs> so Yikes. it doesn't matter. All right, we're probably behind on time, so I probably need to scoot it along a little bit. But uh, you know, I anticipated kind of being in it for the long haul tonight. So let's talk. Let's be quick about Afghanistan because man, I was just it was depressing last week and. I don't want to get into that again, but there are some updates, so including that Marine. The one guy fired over all of Afghanistan is the Marine yeah. officer who's like, uh, this shit sucks. You're fired. Get out of here. He's the only I know. Guy. I know. We played. The, was this this last week? This all yeah. happened very, very fast. But this guy, Scheller, he posted this four minute, 45 second video on Facebook demanding accountability from the Biden administration. He ripped into military leadership over the airport explosion. You guys saw it last week. Anyway, so he... He resigned, but he basically got kicked out. And it was after uh, his commanding officer asked that he be evaluated by mental health specialists after he what released the hell? this video. What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that he, part of it. He claimed that he complied with the order. Um, and then on Wednesday, he posted this to Scheller, posted this to Facebook. The Marine Corps will assign an investigating officer, most likely a colonel, um, once the investigating officer finalizes his recommendation, the Marine Corps will decide if they should pursue court martial. <sighs> if it goes to court martial, Scheller added, I will be found guilty and will probably do some jail time. This will provide me a valuable opportunity to read, write, and contemplate. I mean, I don't think this is going to happen because people would 
freak the fuck out. And nothing happened to that tiny lesbian in the army. That's true. But she was voicing the correct opinions. And this guy yeah. was not. If this guy Don't not only loses his be... job, but <sighs> I don't know, man. You, uh, to your point, do I think there'd be a lot of guys in the military in general who'd be really pissed off? You want to kill morale? Yeah, put the guy in prison for saying an obvious truth about how the Afghanistan war was screwed up. And as I said last week, I understand the rules are in place for a reason. I'm sure Scheller does too. You start speaking out against leadership and talking politics on the job. It creates an unstable environment for the Marine Corps and the military at large. Understood. But it's not enforced equally, so who cares? Right. But at the same time, if you, <laughs> they start putting people in prison for stating the obvious about how we fuck things up. And yeah. the people who fucked it up don't go to prison. It's unstable. Like, good luck with your military cohesion at exactly. that point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Jacob... <laughs> Jake Sullivan, the uh, the the White House uh, National Security Advisor, as we leave Afghanistan and we become teammates with the Taliban, which has been the strategy for the last few weeks. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan has been strongly implying not only that we are are we kind of like strategically cooperating and even sharing information with the Taliban, which arguably got us into trouble with the suicide bombing and other episodes. But now we're talking aid, foreign aid, sending checks to the Taliban to help keep Afghanistan running in tip top shape. He's been implying this. He was asked directly by George Stephanopoulos on Good Morning America. And Jake Sullivan did deny that there would be direct money going to the Taliban. But he did argue that money needs to go to Afghanistan in general through NGOs like the World Health Organization. That's a good thing. The World Health Organization you can trust. The Taliban, maybe not. We don't trust with them. We just work with them. The World Health Organization will handle it. You say we're going to work with the Taliban. Does that include the prospect of giving them aid? We do believe that there is an important dimension of humanitarian assistance that should go directly to the people of Afghanistan. When it comes to our economic and development assistance relationship with the Taliban, that will be about the Taliban's actions. So long-term aid is possible, but this humanitarian aid is going to flow through the Taliban? It's not going to flow through the Taliban. As you know, George, when we send humanitarian assistance to countries, we do throw through do so, excuse me, through international institutions like the World Health Organization or the World Food Program. Which is way <laughs> different. Like, how the hell do you get... Uncorruptible, yeah. How do you get the money into <laughs> Afghanistan without going through the Taliban government? How? <laughs> For what? Are you direct wire to the good guys through the World Health Organization. Good luck. As oh though, like, even if there are good guys doing charitable work in Afghanistan who who might do good work on their own. The idea that the Taliban's going to let that happen without seizing those assets. Are you kidding? Oh my God. So ridiculous. And to, after this COVID thing to, to act like we trust organizations like, like the world health organization, (laughs) they've proven themselves. Incorruptible, incorruptible. Sorry. I think we've given enough aid when they're flying their aid helicopters around with their aid <laughs> night vision and their aid know. machine guns, their aid Blackhawks. Yeah. They, they have a lot of aid. They'll be okay. I think, uh, did you see some of the reports about shock of shocks? We, I'd like to pat ourselves on the back for predicting this last week. <laughs> Anyone who couldn't see yeah. this coming was a damn moron. Oh yes, Blind. definitely a hundred thousand people got out of Afghanistan within just a few weeks, and they were all vetted um, oh, as totally, farm. Yeah. They were all vetted as farm workers. They were all vetted as goat herders, exactly. just like Molly Tibbetts' all, murderer. All farm workers. Well. According to Marines on the ground, the military wasn't even checking the names of Afghans as they evacuated them out of Afghanistan in just a couple weeks time. Uh, The New York Times published an article on Friday confirming 
what happened. Um, the U.S. was not vetting refugees at the Kabul airport. Quote, unclassified briefing documents titled 2021 Afghanistan Repatriation Mission reveal that in some cases, spotty information is being collected. <laughs> Flight no. manifests have been at times incomplete or missing. Visa or citizenship status is unknown. And there is a lack of basic demographic data. But, no. you know, other than that, they were vetted. Can't and be true. Even more troublesome. I mean, that has obvious national national security implications. That has obvious uh, integration implications wherever they may arrive, whether it's Europe or the United States or Canada or wherever else. There are a lot of implications for human trafficking. Did, okay. Reports are coming out. Um, that during the frantic evacuation, older men were admitted together to get out of Afghanistan with young girls that they claimed were brides, but are believed to be actually sex slaves and not just sex slaves, but potentially child sex slaves. U.S. officials at intake centers have identified numerous incidents in which Afghan girls have been presented to authorities as, quote unquote, wives of much older men. This AP report doesn't really give age specification, but it does characterize some of these arrangements as child marriages, which Mm. it says is not uncommon in Afghanistan. So, um, yeah, we traded top military tech for (laughs) unvetted child sex traffickers. (laughs) But as the Biden Biden administration of the Pentagon says, mission accomplished, total success, largest airlift. Was it the largest airlift of child sex traffickers? In, in the, the history, history of mankind job mm. well done well well done that's exactly what they wanted they are really into child sex trafficking <laughs> so i have to laugh just because of how absurd uh, it all is i know if i don't laugh i'll cry we mentioned um last week that uh you know of course biden won't be impeached over this because uh causing 13 service members to be needlessly killed and allowing the taliban to take over the country not impeachable offense uh, offenses it is an impeachable offense to have a slightly callous phone call with a foreign leader we learned that with donald <laughs> trump turns yes. out biden might have committed the ultimate impeachable sin a slightly callous or ill-advised phone call with a foreign leader Reuters acquired transcripts of the last call that Biden had with the Afghan president. Uh, I I can't even remember his name. What's his name? Um, Ashraf Ghani before he fled the country as the Taliban took over. According to the Reuters review of the call transcript, Biden persistently focused on what he called the Afghan government's perception problem. Biden said, quote, I need not tell you the perception around the world is that in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. Mind you, it's not just he's asking cynically. He's asking a foreign leader to lie about the conditions on the ground to benefit him politically. Um, But this was this was at the end of July. This phone call took place. So it's Biden saying, like, you know, uh, some people don't think the fight against the Taliban is going well. You should uh, you should say that it is, regardless of whether that's true. Biden had some reason what he said. Biden has some reason to believe at the end of July that this Taliban situation is kind of dicey while he's telling people no chance the Taliban takes over the country. Exactly. When did he say that? That wasn't the end of July, wasn't it? This call was at the end of July. His statement that it was totally unlikely that the Taliban would take over was July 8th. And then he we get to where we are, which is uh, the Taliban have control of the country and they have our weapons and we're going to give them more money and we're partners with them strategically. Oh, my God. Not even, uh, well, I guess among the worst news, but certainly part of other terrible news for the president, the 
How many months in a row are we looking at uh, underperforming jobs reports? I don't even know. All of them that uh, he's been in office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, I don't know how they were possibly predicting this. Um, they were predicting 720,000 jobs added in August. And I don't even believe this, but they said 235,000 jobs were added. And the unemployment rate fell from 5.2% to 5.4%. So Biden is saying this is a continuing pandemic of the unvaccinated because it's all about the pandemic. Since becoming yeah. president, I've ramped up testing, secured enough vaccines for every single American, gotten 175 million Americans fully vaccinated. Still, too many have not gotten vaccinated. It's creating a lot of unease in our economy and oh. around our kitchen tables. How... How is this not, people not getting vaccinated is the reason that the businesses are closed? What about the yes. mandate? What about <laughs> yeah. mandate? All these retarded mandates. If there's only no question. The Delta variant would go away. This would. All... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so then man. he said there's no question that the Delta variant is why today's job report isn't stronger. I know mm. people were looking and I was hoping for a higher number. Are, are you seriously going to tell me that this is not because of government restrictions on businesses? And even if it was the virus, which I don't accept that it is, but I seem to remember Joe Biden's account tweeting roughly a year ago, President Trump has no plan to stop the virus. I do. I do. Well, how'd that go? What are, what are we waiting for? Get this plan going, man. But of course, it's not his fault. His plan is perfect. It's you unvaccinated rubes who, by the yeah. way, by and large, want to go out and spend their money and stimulate the economy the old fashioned exactly. way through yeah. free exchange. Those the unvaccinated, the unvaccinated are the ones shopping at the mall. The unvaccinated are the ones at, at the grocery store. The unvaccinated are the ones who want to go to sports games. Exactly. The vaccinated yeah. are the people huddling in their home out of it's buying everything off Amazon while complaining that corporate America runs the country. Exactly. It's uh, it's so absurd. Still and then this, this labor oh, shortage thing. I mean, I don't know about Bozeman, but it's real. Every place I go yeah. to is short staffed like crazy. It takes 40 minutes to get through any line. I was just trying to get juice the other day. Like I know. Cold pressed juice. And it was like so short staffed. We, um, every half the place. restaurants in town are closed on Mondays because they have to close someday to give their few employees that they have. A, break. a day off. Yeah. It's insane. And every single store, we got restaurants in town offering like 20 bucks an hour plus mm -hmm. tips to work in the kitchen. I'm yep. not taking a shot at kitchen workers. I've done it. It's a great starting job or even, you know, you become the head of a kitchen. It's, it's a career opportunity. Mm -hmm. 20 bucks an hour plus tips. Like this is not, we're, we're watching the dollar become devalued out of practical existence. Oh yeah. It's not yeah. happening overnight, but this is not sustainable. This is because you won't get the vaccine. I know. I'm sorry. It's the reason that you can't get a sandwich down at your local deli that's closed on Mondays is because of me. <laughs> yeah. Not, God. Uh, and Joe Biden. so dumb. I mean, people are believing it, though, so perhaps we are. I know. It's, but then it, what will it be? You go out and get the vaccine. Well, it's not. It's those unboosted people. Why yeah, won't they get their yeah. fifth booster shot? That would solve all of this. This, this attitude that this is um, not going to be an ever encroaching policy. I, I don't understand how people think like, oh, this is the this is the worst it's going to be. It's not going to get they're not going to be encroaching anymore. When how, in this entire. Yeah. When in this entire year and a half ongoing has has a goalpost been successfully cleared and that was enough. The goalpost yeah. didn't shift to the next thing. Never happened. Nobody seems and, to and be learning anything. So, Despite Afghanistan, despite the disappointing economic news, despite Joe saying that he has the solution to coronavirus when he clearly doesn't, he's going with the one and only political message that he has, which, of course, is, uh, hey, I'm not Trump. 
while he was talking about the economic news, he said, it's a good message. He said, well, hey, what, what if the other guy was president? He'd be bragging about the stock market. Imagine the other guy was here. We're doing great. It's wonderful. The stock market is surging. Gone up higher than me than anybody. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's the best for the economy. Uh, what if he was here? You'd be praising him for this performance. Well, if he was here, would a lot of these problems be persisting and lagging as badly as they are? That's what Americans are asking. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden's numbers are tanking. And man, looking at his approval rating, his aggregated approval rating in real clear politics here, it's been on a, you know, in fairness, a lot of presidents have this trend where there's a honeymoon stage and over time people get sick of you. It's really been accelerated in August uh, and into September here. Joe Biden is now underwater in his approval rating in the aggregate, the poll of polls here. 49% disapproving, 45% approving. He has some polls showing his approval rating down in the low 40s, which you know, President Trump is always uh, mocked as one of the most hated presidents. And that's about where his lows were, you know, around 40%. Right. So Joe yeah. Biden is right there in the equally hated territory of the uh, the bad orange man. And this this could get a lot worse unless he turns something around. But what the hell is he going to turn around? Right, right. Well, people uh, are so dogmatic about the vaccine mandate. Maybe uh, I I don't know about that because he's not he's not going to convert any people that dislike him into liking him. But he can make his uh, his constituents more fervently admire him if he does certain stuff. Hmm. I don't know how he's going to convince people that he's that he's not a terrible president. I and I don't know businesses. I think that. Not that I'm a person who's likely to have this experience, but I don't know anybody who said, you know, I kind of I was sort of on the fence about Joe, sort of uh, skeptical, but he's really convinced me. He's done a great job. I knew plenty of people who said that about Trump. About Trump, yeah. Granted, I don't necessarily. I'm not trafficking in the most pro Biden circles to begin with, but I can't imagine that he has that those kinds of people are just walking around. I'm I'm stoked on his job. Oh man, everything's great under this guy. That, we shall see. Speaking of uh, those damn unvaccinated ruining everything, though, there's some uh, there's some controversy this week about the um, the I word drug that I can't say and uh, its potential use for uh, coronavirus. Joe Rogan was part of creating that controversy this week by announcing on Instagram that he got Corona last weekend, but he took the I word drug and the Z word drug, among other drugs that I can't say. And he quickly recovered from the virus by Wednesday. Here was his video. I got back from the road Saturday night feeling very weary. I had a headache and I just felt just run down. And throughout the night, I got fevers and sweats and I knew what was going on. I got up in the morning, got tested, and turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. All kinds of meds. Monal antibodies, uh, ivermectin, Z-pack, zone, everything. Here we are on Wednesday, and I feel great. I really only had one bad day. Sunday sucked, but Monday was better. Tuesday felt better than Monday. And today I feel good. It's tempting to laugh, but I actually have to censor those things. It will get us booted if. What? You can't say Z pack? I'd be careful. Oh my God. That's <laughs> the, ridiculous. The, and the I word drug, they will definitely get you for it. That's what they took Brett Weinstein off for that uh, not long ago. Um, but on Friday, Joe Rogan had posted on Instagram that he's already tested negative, and he, so he's fully beaten the virus. The usual blue checks and uh, journalistic outlets. 
attacked him. You had the Hill saying uh, Rogan did not reveal if he's been vaccinated, but he took the I word drug, which is also given to livestock and not recommended for coronavirus. Axios said that Joe Rogan uh, said he took a series of medications, but did not make any mention of our precious and holy vaccine. The New York Times called uh, him a podcasting giant who has been dismissive of vaccination and blah, blah, blah. The descriptions go on and on. So he didn't get the vaccine. I, uh, it I, is inferred based on some of his prior statements, okay. but nobody knows. But here he is, a 54-year-old man who crushed the virus in just a couple days. Results like that in any other context should prompt some curiosity. Well, uh, what did he do? Maybe let's look at that. And maybe let's celebrate his recovery instead, since he didn't recover the right way, or at least uh, preempt his uh, contraction of the virus and his recovery by taking the vaccine. He must be defamed and specifically his method of treatment must be defamed. And all of that led up to some hit pieces on the I word drug. A, a, a drug gets more hit pieces than I do. I really need to step up my game, but <laughs> the I word drug was popular for, for hit pieces this week, including in the rolling stone or rolling stone magazine. I should say, um, On Friday, Peter Wade at Rolling Stone published a piece claiming that Oklahoma emergency rooms were overflowing with people who had overdosed on a horse dewormer, as they (laughs) describe it. In other words, the I-word drug. Sad. And the report, I can't. And you can't say that or Eric C-word. You know how it goes. (laughs) The report cited an Oklahoma ER doctor named Jason uh, McElia? McElia? I don't know. Dr. Jason, who claimed that people overdosing on the I-word drug are causing emergency rooms to be so backed up that gunshot victims were having a hard time getting access to health (laughs) facilities. The article went viral and eager people used it to dunk on Joe Rogan and others. Um, And then um, but but this article in Rolling Stone contained zero evidence for its claims. And so people started to ask questions. The traffic for the story prompted a hospital that Dr. Jason worked for, NHS Sequoia in Salisaw, Oklahoma, to issue a statement denying his claims. They say this Dr. Jason has not worked at their hospital in over two months. The hospital has not treated any patients due to complications from the I-word drug, and that includes any patients with an I-word drug overdose. They say their hospital has not turned away any patients seeking emergency care, including those who might have been shot by gun. The state That statement was added to the Rolling Stone article as an update, not a correction, not a retraction, an update. And... Uh, You might say, well, that's just one hospital. Who knows where Dr. Jason is working? Who knows what hospitals he's referencing? It's a big state. Well, uh, other journalists have done the work of calling up the Oklahoma Center for Poison and Drug Information, according to Scott Schaefer, who's the managing director there. Since the beginning of May, they have received reports of only 11 people uh, overdosing on the I-word drug. So it would be impossible for any individual any individual ER to be overflowing with I word drug ODs at any point oh since gosh. it's been a couple of months in the entire state, let alone for gunshot victims not to be receiving care. And at also of note, 
even the photo that the Rolling Stone used was kind of misleading. They had people in line and masks. It's a photo of people waiting to get the vaccine. The impression is that they're all waiting for ER care because the I word drug people are in there consuming. That is all. so brazen. Rolling, Rolling Stone has a history of this kind of uh, lack of journalistic integrity. Weren't they big now. on the what's what false rape accusation? Uh, it was it was a false rape accusation. Was it the I Duke Lacrosse believe... thing or something else? They were was a big. The they pushed thing? a major false rape story. Was it X amount of years girl? ago? Maybe it was her. I can't remember. Let me know in the live chat. I I remember being just outraged, and now I can't even remember what it was. Drew Holden over on Twitter, um, architect of many a great thread with lots of screenshots that are useful with these kind of stories. Good follow if you're uh, interested. Um, but he has a great thread of screenshots of basically every blue check and and journalistic outlet that pushed this story without any critical thought. UVA. Maybe it was that one. I With can't Jackie? remember. Can't remember. That was that was it. Yeah. I probably should have given this story more time, but let's. We definitely need to update it because last we left it, the Wee Spa story about those women claiming that a transgender man had shaken around his junk in the women's only section of the spa. That this was isn't alleged a to be a transgender man. This is just a dude. This is just a. Oh, he's a not dude. even trans. He's not he's even got transgender. Long hair, oh. but like. Outside of that, I can't. I mean, maybe he dresses like a woman. I mean, we used to call this a transvestite. Do you remember those days? That word is gone now. Um, it's but gone, it's not yeah. a hoax. It, like that guy's been no. charged. No, he's been charged with a lot of crimes, a previous yeah. crime. I couldn't believe what I was reading. So for those of you that aren't familiar, I'm sure everybody remembers us talking about this. Um, this guy uh, just exposes himself. He has a semi erection. Ugh. He has a chubby. And That's the technical he's got, he's got a chub and yeah. he's just out there flopping around at Wee Spa in front of a bunch of women and like little girls. So this black woman is like, oh, and she goes to the front desk and she's like, get this dude out of here. And then this faggy Chinese guy that's working the desk is like, no, we respect a janitor. <laughs> I think that was a chick people. in fairness to her. I was think it, it really? Was a, I thought it was a woman, but I don't know. Oh, I, I could not tell because <laughs> of the androgynous nature of their people. So, um, <laughs> Anyway, so Slate even came out and said this was a transphobic hoax. There were all of these protesters outside yeah. of Wee Spa. Uh, I think those protests lasted for like a week. Um, and then on Monday, charges of indecent exposure were discreetly filed against this sex offender for the Wee Spa incident, um, LAPD investigated. So a warrant was issued in LA County for the arrest of 52-year-old Darren Mariger of Riverside, California, based on five felony counts of indecent exposure in connection with the Wee Spa incident. He has not been arrested. Now, before this, um, he was facing multiple felony charges of indecent exposure over separate incidents. And law enforcement sources revealed that he's a tier one registered sex offender with two prior convictions of indecent exposure stemming from incidents in 2002 and 2003 in California. In 2008, he was convicted for failing to register as a sex offender. Um, he also has a long criminal history in California that includes nearly a dozen felony convictions for crimes ranging from sex offenses to burglary and escape. Okay, this is the most shocking. Facing six felony counts of indecent exposure over a separate locker room incident in December 2018, Los Angeles County prosecutors accuse him of indecent exposure to women and children again in a changing area at a swimming pool in West Hollywood Park. He pleaded not guilty to all six counts, and the next court date for that incident uh, is September 8th. 
And this dude told law enforcement that uh, he's transient and bail was set at $150,000 in early 2019 for this previous incident. And somebody paid it. Someone paid it. And we let him go into the the women's spa in the meantime. Holy cow. Okay. Uh, So we're just going to let some hobo transvestite like dick slap a bunch of little girls for for tranny rights is that where we've gone as a society like, what the fuck is happening well and he says i'm reading in the story here this is all a big misunderstanding and it's actually just transgender harassment being levied against him I, this is hard- they're playing a dangerous game i there's one picture in this i think it was the new york post article that i was reading about this earlier yeah. where it's like this christian guy and he's holding what I thought was a chain, but it's actually just like a really chunky rosary. He is covered in tattoos and he looks fucking furious. And he's just oh, yeah. surrounded by like, like fat androgynous person. Number one, like <laughs> faggy mask wearing dude. Number two. And then like a bunch of chicks. It's like, how many of this dude does it take to wipe out all of Antifa just to wipe, wipe them off of the planet? Well, They're playing I- a dangerous game here. I agree that you keep poking the bear. The bear has some sharp teeth and some sharp claws. Yeah, I, I think endorse, where we should be yeah. drawing the line is like, uh, you know, t- sexual mushroom stamping like, girls at the spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, <laughs> defensively. No, not even defense. Let's just let's do this. Uh, you're right. I looked at the um, the photo in here. It was hard. I didn't know there was such a good image. But this is just a guy with long hair, like in the in this wanted poster here. Yeah, it's just a guy with one. That's just that's that's a low effort transgenderism if I've ever seen it. I I've said it before. If you want me to call you a woman, you cut it off. <laughs> cut we'll it talk. off. And we'll talk. Yeah. All right, that's a fair deal. I think. Really quickly, I have a couple, maybe not pure hoax hate, but hoax hate adjacent. So we'll go with the sounder because we always do. <laughs> Now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In Alexandria, Virginia, a firefighter was caught making the OK hand sign during the taping of a local news story. Thankfully, one watchful Good Samaritan in the audience made sure his deed was noticed and properly punished, or at least properly investigated. This was during a live Fox 5 Zip Trip segment that we were doing last Friday. We do these in the community to highlight different communities all across our region. Well, during the last Friday event in Alexandria, a fire department member decided to flash what is the OK gesture. Now, it happened so quickly, it's kind of hard to catch here. Uh, But it is the last Alexandria fire department member on the right who first makes fists and then does that OK gesture just before the camera cuts to our two anchors. A viewer email came into Fox 5 shortly after with a screen grab of this member the emailer asking why there's a gang symbol on tv stating it needs to be addressed a A joke is only if uh someone is not offended by it um and it's always in the eyes of the beholder and just because someone may have thought i love that joke it does is not something that is uh up to our values within the department and the chief actually today thanked that that emailer uh for bringing it to everybody's attention he told us that on friday as soon as they had learned about it in less than three hours all of the stakeholders in the city of alexandria were informed and that member was then placed on administrative leave 
Oh my God. What a waste of time. Do you think this fun house mirror face news anchor thought that she was going to be spending <laughs> her life doing this? This is such a not. waste of everybody's time. God, it's we kind of talked, talked over it a little bit, just so we're clear on the, uh, the quote there from the fire chief, this guy quote, a joke is only if someone is not offended. <laughs> okay. Well, that, uh, th- Needless to say, that is a standard by which no comedy can ever exist. We all get a personal veto on everything that everyone says. And if it hurts me even a little, I get to say no. And he straight up says it's in the eye of the beholder. What? Well, I agree that comedy's funniness is, but the eye of the beholder as to whether you should be able to strip someone of his job and punish him. uh, No, no. That's exactly why we uh, don't do that sort of thing is because we recognize that maybe other people have different ideas of what's funny or different ideas of yeah, just all sorts of things. So we, we try not to do that. We give each other a little grace, but <laughs> just, just so we're clear, a, a, a community firefighter for all I know, he's doing a great job or a terrible job. I have no idea. Don't know how skilled of a firefighter is, but <laughs> Hey, I'd like to have more firefighters than not in my area. Yeah, really? You're going to throw him under the bus, get rid of him as a firefighter. Presumably he's under investigation right now. And I haven't seen the conclusion of the investigation. This is two and a half weeks old back on August 17th. So I'm not sure what the resolution is here, but assuming they either take, they have taken him off his job at bare minimum. Perhaps they ask him because one Karen out there saw a hand sign that she didn't like. We have to reduce our city's ability to respond to emergencies. That's the thinking. Good luck recruiting. Once you, once everybody knows that's how you, you flip on your employees or your firefighters on why a whim like bother? that. What's who the, the hell's going to sign up? Yeah. Why? why would you do that? Why? Anyway, um, if there are updates in that story, let me know. I might, I might've missed it, but I couldn't find if there's been a conclusion of the investigation. Lastly, I, Honestly, this, I don't know what kind of hate this is. I laughed so hard when I saw this. I couldn't stop either. So I thought it has to be plugged in somewhere. Um, The Zuck has apologized for his racism this week. Mark Zuckerberg. Back in June, Daily Mail posted a video of black men being arrested. I watched the video in question just to see. It's still up on Daily Mail's Facebook. You can find it. One of the videos in this, there were two videos in it. Uh, One was a dispute about a boating launch. And the other was an eviction where um, the black guy in the house refused to leave the property and white cops were arresting him. And these videos were presented as though these are unjustified racist encounters and arrests. It's hard to say with how short the videos are. You don't get all the facts. I have no idea. But it was black people being confronted with people calling the cops or with the cops actually arresting them. Anyway, where Zuck gets in trouble here is the AI apparently categorized the video as primates <laughs> when users saw the video in their feeds as the screenshot shows here facebook the automated system placed a button below the video that asked would you like to keep seeing videos about primates and you were offered the options of yes or dismiss i don't know what other primate videos you might get if you clicked yes <laughs> facebook has said it was an unacceptable error and pledged to look into their recommendation feature to prevent this from happening again. A Facebook spokeswoman says in a statement, quote, we apologize to anyone who may have seen these offensive recommendations. Systemic racism in the Facebook AI systems, in the Facebook algorithm. It's just such a stupid story. I I don't... (laughs) 
I just couldn't help but cracking up when I when I saw it. Would you like to see more Uga Booga videos? <laughs> I know how I know what button Blonde would click. If it, yes, I would. You know me George so well. Floyd Memorial. <laughs> you know down. me so Struck well, Mark. Lightning. I know. It's Thank like he you. knows my soul. <laughs> I gotta say, say what you will. I think that's still a better recommendation system than Susan's. I think it's probably more accurate yeah. to the user's interests than Susan's recommendations at this point. So, Mark, it's not all bad. You, you have a pretty, pretty good system you're building there. Don't beat yourself up. Would you like to watch this video on summer grilled watermelon? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It's time for the movie <laughs> review. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man... <laughs> We'll finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show movie review. <laughs> it is the first week of review for audience-nominated movies. I know. And this week, September's nominator, James, has picked another John Carpenter and Kurt Russell movie. Again, uh, Joe Biden's favorite film. You know the you know the thing. That's right. You know the thing, the 1982 science fiction horror thriller. Before we get to our thoughts, which again I'm excited because now Blonde is free to hate if she so desires. Um but we did get thoughts from James about why he picked the movies that he did. On the thing, he says my my favorite science fiction film of all time and a good compliment to the other Carpenter movies you've already featured. They live in Big Trouble in Little China. I know people have been asking for this one, so this is me throwing the audience a bone. I wager this one gets selected first in a landslide. He was correct about that. Now, Blonde and I have decided not to reveal our thoughts to each other beforehand so that we don't spoil and we get the experience of either agreeing or disagreeing live on air. And so uh, we'll go ladies first, I think, unless you, you know, if, if you sure. want to defer, I suppose. But maybe in the future, we'll we'll either alternate or we'll flip coins on who goes first to mix it up. But. I had seen the thing, but it was so long ago. It was like watching it again uh, for the first time. So, uh, you know, nothing nothing really holds a candle to They Live. Uh, but I think that some of the problems that Carpenter has uh, with character development, I got, I got kind of hung up with that, mm. um, with the thing. I loved it. I loved the over-the-top, grotesque special effects. I, I really liked that. Um, but I thought that he could have fleshed out, uh, some of the characters a little bit more and this, these the interpersonal problems that they were having, not being able to trust one another because they didn't know who was the thing. Yeah. I do appreciate that he, that he will just, we're not doing any spoilers or anything like that. This movie's from 1982. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, spoilers are always an inherent part of the, the segment yeah. anyway, so. I do appreciate that as a director, he's he's willing to go to that place where he just kills everybody off to save humanity. You know, mm. it, it's never like, oh, I hope that all of these people make it. It's like, save, do what you have to do to save the world. <laughs> and he and he always does. He did it and they live also. OK, so if you were going to give it a one to five wiki rating, where would you place it? Um, I would give it a four out of five. Uh, and I, it's probably not fair if it wasn't a John Carpenter film and I was not comparing it to they live, I think I would have given mm. it higher marks, but it, it, that's just, it's, it's impossible to compete with that movie. We, I think are pretty close in our assessments. Um, okay. my description and my, uh, my 
enjoyment of this was basically um, Kurt Russell assumed the role of a well-bearded Dr. Fauci, as far as I could tell. Like, you have <laughs> yeah. this virus the going dynamite. around. He doesn't know how to stop it. He's willing to kill people to save people. Yeah. Um, but in this case, the infection actually will rip your face off. It's like if Corona was as right. advertised. So I, I know I'm inclined to always compare the movie to what's going on in modern times, but that that stood out to me. Um, I will say, as I wrote in my review, we watched this Tuesday night right before you know the, the world changed for me. I do take notes when I watch movies so I don't forget my thoughts and I can write the review later. But this movie is probably a little bit of a victim of like immediate uh, immediately being forgotten for better or worse. It's kind of the circumstances of that, that it happened for me, but that doesn't mean that I, I didn't appreciate certain things about it. Uh, as I, as I mentioned, the whole thing was, it's like I was watching if coronavirus was, was as advertised and <laughs> yeah. don't get me wrong. Like in the context of a virus that would kill you horrifically upon a mere whiff of it, it does make sense that maybe you inflict some more minor injuries, like tying people up and slicing them open to test their blood. Mm -hmm. If it prevents horrific monster death, I understand right. that. But I thought it was interesting that in the end, did any of that stuff actually save anybody? Did yeah. it stop anything or was it just abuse on top of abuse? Something to but think nobody about. Nobody knows how to act in the, in these situations. Yeah. Either. Um, but the, I thought it was a, it's a really novel idea. And strangely, uh, I had never noticed, but there was a Star Trek, the next generation episode, I think probably based on the thing where they don't know oh, which one of them is this, this alien life form. Uh, and and I think that that's kind of a fascinating a fascinating concept. Somebody can can look like someone you know, act like someone you know, but be this insidious force. They might be um, unvaccinated for all you. I know, oh, I know, and, and I I did draw those parallels too. <laughs> it's like, hmm. uh, is the this other, how we're going to be treated in society? Probably. The other positive thing, well, it's positive in a way, in that it was impactful and memorable. Um, but I'd be curious, maybe you agree, uh, the use of dogs in horror. I think makes it more horrifying to be frank. Uh -huh. the, the dog is, I, it was kind of easy to tell at the start that dog's the monster. Like when the dog is, yeah. he infiltrates yeah. the base. Like that dog's, that dog is the monster. That's why the guy was shooting at him. You can see it coming, but when you're watching dogs, um, become the monsters when you're watching uh blair blair is the guy, the Wilford Brimley character kill, or at least the aftermath of killing a dog to protect people. People care as I wrote about in my review, like people care about dogs more, more than they care about people. You see a person abuse. Sometimes the temptation is, well, what did he do to deserve it? When you yeah. see a dog abuse, even if he is infected, it's like you son of a bitch. Yeah. I even name dropped you. It's like, it's the one thing that gets blonde to donate to charity and foreign charity. No less is dogs, dog suffering. That's true. That's true. So it did. I, I don't know if I'd say it's good because it, it does make it difficult to watch, but it makes it memorable. And if, if the mm -hmm. intent is like, horrific suffering the use of dogs was pretty effective and then this concept of how terrible does a disease or an external threat have to be to justify a unilateral abuse of power yeah um because i think that that point does come where it's like all right it's every man for himself or somebody has to take control of the situation uh there is a point where democratic rule is going to be the end of all of us mm. it's just just gauging that threat like yeah an, an alien threat that turns us all into uh, monsters that kill one another okay yeah i can get on board with some abuse of power in that situation but yeah. uh coronavirus no fuck you Fauci. <laughs> yeah. well yeah at least we can agree that corona is not the threshold uh, i'll settle for that um 
on the last last thing I want to say about dogs, I was kind of Googling around about the use of dogs in this movie. There's an out there. There are these 80s action figures of McCready shooting dog, like pumping buckshot into a dog's chest and the dog monster. I would love to have one of those action figures if it's out there somewhere. Yeah, totally. The things I, I wasn't a big fan of. Oh, man, I just flashed my rating on the screen. I spoiled. I guess it was out there already, so it doesn't matter. Wiki, um, wiki, wiki. <laughs> A serious Kurt Russell, in my mind, to your points on um, character development, I, I kind of felt uh, felt the same about Kurt Russell in this movie as I did about Harrison Ford in Blade Runner, although not to that extreme of a degree. But Kurt Russell, much like Harrison Ford, he he has to have that kind of snappy charisma about him. And he was way more serious in this movie. It doesn't mean it was bad. I just think it leaves a lot of his strengths as an mm-hmm. actor on the table. I like my Kurt Russell with a little more 80s cheese. Um, like, like he was in big trouble in little China. Similarly, John Carpenter, not that I'm the greatest connoisseur, but what I have seen so far, I love the shock endings. Yeah. I love, they live with the weird sex scene, the shock ending sex scene. I love, even though the monsters in big trouble in little China were weird. I loved the Bigfoot monster hitching a ride on Jack Burton's semi in the credits (laughs) roll. Love that. Absolutely love it. So I was expecting something like that to show up in this movie and it didn't. The ending I thought was really lame. It's like, Oh, let's drink scotch and wait for the end of the world. Maybe there's some deeper point there. It's like if we, if we humans think that we can exercise this control over the natural world by abusing each other. Well, you get a grim future of alcoholism and loneliness. So enjoy that. Maybe there's some depth there that I'm missing, but I just, I probably went into it with the wrong expectation. I'm like, I know John Carpenter really ends him strong. And then it, I was just, I just thought it was lame. I didn't like the ending. I would, I would rank it in between they live and uh, big trouble, little China. Interesting. I would rank it below both. And I did. Uh, I gave They Live a five. I gave Big Trouble a four and I will give The Thing a three. I think it's worth a watch. Um, I don't think it's as worth a watch as other Carpenter and Russell movies. If I want, I can get behind that. People always say it's his finest movie, but it doesn't have the depth that They Live has. Yeah, it's uh, it's not crap. Like it's worth watching and and I'm glad that I saw it, but it's. I have to rank it below those other two because those stood out more to me. Um, even though, God, Big Trouble was such a silly movie. It's hard to say that. I can't believe I'm arguing for that one above this one. I shouldn't, but I am. And so it gets a three wiki rating. Okay. I'll allow it. So that's what we're going with. Um, as far as the audience rating, I just posted this last night, so I'm sure we don't have a lot of votes yet. But early vote. <laughs> decisively it's all fives and fours nobody yeah. nobody went as low as i did nobody put it in three territory we have a few dozen votes so far people are uh this is a polarizing film interesting well then how did i end up in the middle i shouldn't fence ride on this if i was more lukewarm on it i, I really there are things i appreciated about it i thought it left some stuff on the table so i i can't hate it but there was enough missing that i i just i can't give it an upper tier rating either i can see that it was a it was a fun flick. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We we definitely enjoyed watching it. And hey, um, for all I know, it provoked the labor. Maybe it caused the labor, which came like three or four hours after that. Seriously? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week uh, is Sicario. I know almost nothing about this movie from 2015. Emily Blunt in some sort of uh, drug cartel violence movie. Sicario. Really? Yeah. 
Hmm, maybe I'll watch um, it tonight. Emily Blunt has done some good stuff. I really liked after hating the first Quiet Place. We saw Quiet Place two a few months ago just because we wanted to go to theaters again. Really liked Quiet Place two after oh hating the first one. Oh my god, I hated it. What? Ah. I loved was, A Quiet Place 1 and I hated so A Quiet Place 2. It was better than the first movie. Oh, it was so terrible. It was a pointless remake that added nothing to the storyline of <sighs> the first one. God damn it. It was trash. Right. I was so mad. I was mad for like a week after I watched it. You need to watch Nicolas Cage Pig. That is a masterpiece. Everybody needs to watch it. I watched it two weeks ago. I can't stop thinking. All right. As far as what's next, I, I know that these are less commonly viewed movies, at least I'm told. So... Very few votes so far, just a couple dozen in Bruges leading right now with 96% of those couple dozen votes. Green Room in second, but the nominees are in Bruges, Green Room, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, The Straight Story, Paris, Texas, and Good Time. Those are the choices. I know nothing about any of those movies for the next few weeks, so we shall learn. And again, thanks to our uh, our listener, James, for submitting the movie uh, the movies this month. And as a reminder, if you would like to uh, read my movie reviews or if you would like to comment about how wrong I am and submit your own movie uh, rating to correct the record, uh, or if you would like the chance to be the movie nominator for the month, like uh, Lucky James won for September, the one and only place to do that is the movie review column on my website. It's linked in the description as well as... um, as on, on the homepage of my site, MattChristensenMedia.com. So head on over there and you can participate. Other than that, we are set other than uh, other than some chat with the audience. And we'll call it a night. You guys are wrong about Nick Cage. You're wrong. You know who loves Nicolas Cage is, is Ping 2. <gasps> Does she? Loves Nicolas oh Cage. Oh my God, I love him so much. I know he's yeah. been in some terrible films, but that was only to support his um, terrible spending habit. He almost hmm. bankrupted himself buying a T-Rex skull that cost $25 million. <laughs> That's totally something you would do if you had uh Nicolas Cage fuck you money, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he's a T-Rex also skull. excellent. Excellent. T-Rex film. skull more morally square than a severed toe. I I I, can... I wouldn't bankrupt myself. I am <laughs> very fiscally responsible. Hmm. Not Nick Cage though. I almost love him as much as I love Mel Gibson. Oh. <laughs> Well, we haven't had any Mel Gibson movies come up yet. Actually, you had he's in the original Mad Max, isn't he? Or subsequent ones? Oh, yeah. I think that was the all only of them one except nominated. for Fury Road. Well, oh, OK. No, well, the new Fury Road. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's just so hot and he's short and I'm still into it. <laughs> well, how tall is he? Five nine. That's not that short. Yeah, but he's not like my preferred height of six eleven. Six infinity. Yeah. Six infinity. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get to some super chats. I don't. You're right. I don't think I'm going to be able to stick around for all these. I am in it for the long haul. Um, but that's going to have a five hour show. I, I might. We shall see. We shall see. Um, I'll take it at 830, though. Grim Turd says congratulations to Matt and wife and their new arrival. Ted Wheeler's decided to let Portland businesses suffer by eliminating trade with Texas over the abortion laws. Really? Oh, yeah. That, we, we did hear that one, actually. Or was it a different one? I can't remember. Did we? We might have left off on that one because I. Oh, sorry. Thank you, as always. Jeez. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, wait, wait a second. That was Grim Turd. Or were they just very similar chats? Could have been. You might have to read a few. I'm I'm pretty confused about what's happening here. Uh, oh, yeah, you... I, I did read that one. Okay. Okay. The scrolling problem is is actually becoming a bit of an issue. Um, mostly peaceful gun owner. Um, no 
Nope. I read that one too with the Blackhawks. Uh, Pittsburgh prediction. Matt Jr. will get a hit piece written about him before Matt Sr. 100%. He probably okay. already has a hit piece written about him. In fact, some of my favorite responses among the well-wishing, which I appreciate on Twitter, is people saying uh, he's already blocked by Steve Shives. <laughs> for sure. I forgot but about that, Steve Shives. That's because he blocked you. Yeah. <laughs> Man points, congrats, Matt. So many white pills lately, kid. Taliban takeover, China banning femboys. Then I go on our dissident <laughs> discord and see unironic Shapiro and Tim Pool post. End it all now. That's what? I, I, China, China did ban depictions of girly boys, something like that. Hilarious. I yeah. saw that, and it was when Ping was in labor, and so I didn't send it to you, but it oh, made my damn. day. I was like, China's banning feminine women or feminine men, and Matt's going to have a baby today. This is the best ba- day ever. What a great day. What a great day. Um, Chronicon, congratulations, Matt. Thank you. That Deadeye guy, welcome to the brotherhood of fatherhood, dude. Hard to believe my daughter is three months already. Save her every moment. It's hard at first, but once you get in the swing of things, it's amazing. Well, congratulations. Um, I I know uh, we've heard from Deadeye guy on the call-in show frequently. So uh, next time we talk or or call in sometime soon, uh, I'd like to hear about your experience because God knows I'm looking for fatherhood tips or learning them on the fly. (laughs) As I go, you don't want any advice from people. Uh, Getting advice from people is your I most be, hated pastime. I should be careful about that. No, you you will be a good intuitive parent, and then the parenting Maybe. advice you get from people will really piss you off. And that's possible, but also like the the feet pulling ba- uh, diaper technique, genius. Would have never figured it out. Yeah, but that's a that's women's work. I uh, I will have to do it though. She will do most, I'm sure, but I will have to do it. I guess so. Uh, torches ATL. Con- I just read that one. Um, Robin D. Banks. Congrats, Matt. Never thought I'd hear blonde call you daddy on air before. <laughs> we're, we're parents, you know. Uh, that means yeah. that all of our jokes that before would be lewd just become dad jokes now. Great. That, I'm done with how that. It goes? Yeah. Thank you, Maisie. Dancing. Congratulations to you and your family. Actually, I think I missed this torches ATL one. Congrats to Matt and the family. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate. Um. It. Thank you, Maisie. That's so sweet. Drone ENC. Uh, Craig Baker can't picture a better dad. Congrats. First time giving Susan a dime. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> well, Susan sends her thanks. And so do I appreciate it. Um, congratulations, Matt and his family on the new child. That's from EC Morgan 69. Thank you. Nathan Stang says, I live in Texas. Breaking news. Thousands of lefties seen fleeing the Lone Star State spewing massive amounts of salt into the atmosphere. Oh, that's Silver lining, I would say. Well, not That's even true. silver lining because there's nothing. The only thing I dispute about the Texas law is the the oddity of it, like randos suing people for abortions. But the only reason they're doing that is because this is the situation that the Supreme Court has created, not because that's their choice. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, it's it's not silver lining if it works out for everyone involved. Can you uh, imagine leaving a place because you couldn't uh, secure the right to kill your unborn child. This place is unlivable because I can't rip <laughs> rip my kid out of there. I know. It's unlivable because it gets to like 120 degrees in the summer. Hmm. Yeah. Weird times. Um, architectural revenge. Uh, congrats, Matt and wife. Hopefully you don't end up with a 29-month-old monster that's 35 pounds and 38 inches like we have. <sighs> Toddler, four or five clothes and size 10 shoes. Our little Damn. hockey enforcer. Damn. Are you serious? At least at that point, I could share shoes. I guess we could. Yeah, uh, really. We I think could, it's a kid's size. We could enjoy ten. that. Oh, it's not men's. How old did he say? Uh, twenty-nine months. Oh yeah, Two no little. way. There's no. Yeah, that's definitely not a men's. <laughs> yeah. Well, your kid that, really is a freak. <laughs> that would be hilarious. 
uh, Aeolian says, here's some baby bucks for Matt Christensen Jr. Shout out to the DFW meetup group who could make it to the range on Saturday. Also, go Irish. That's awesome. People cool. I'm that. glad you guys had a fun time. I think I saw a photo in my inbox about that before live, but I scrambling, so I'll have to save it for next week. But I'm glad you guys had a fun time. Tori D, congrats and welcome to fatherhood, Matt. If I can impart any wisdom to you, it'd be to take as many pictures and to be uh, there in his life as much as humanly possible. My son will be 16 in a few months and I have no idea yeah. where the time went. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I am trying to enjoy it as much as possible. and um, yeah, at, But at the same time, try to provide as much security for his mom and him as I possibly can. And that means keeping committed to to the job and the task at hand too. So keeping both of those interests balanced will be a little bit difficult. Bear tanks. Congrats on the baby, Matt. Thank you. Boogeyman 917. Hey Matt, congrats to you and the missus on the new baby boy. That's really awesome. And I wish you guys the best. Appreciate it. Thank you. Esoterica unbound. Uh, though I was raised in the church, I never really understood all the emphasis on fearing a supposedly loving God. Also Christ's hmm. admonition at, yeah, <laughs> Uh, about how difficult it is for the rich to get into heaven didn't concern me much um, as I didn't have much material wealth. Then I looked into the face of my newborn daughter and was suddenly struck by a fear of God, realizing my terror, I become a rich man. Now, nearly 23 years later, she is spoiled and bitchy. And along with one of her siblings, along with her siblings, one of my greatest sources of joy, pride, and anxiety. Of course, the best result, you need three or more, right, Blonde? I'm working on it. Hmm. Oh man. Thank you. Esoterica. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. It's, um, the experience for me, a lot of people describe having like a profound emotional experience or like having an experience that's connected to God or spiritual. I wouldn't say that I, that my experience was, um, that those things weren't present, but for me it was like, it was just it was like the most solemn assignment ever handed to me. I know that kind of, that sounds boring or something but it was like it was like life's greatest responsibility handed over to me and it wasn't an emotional experience like uh, tears coming from my eyes it was just like this is your job now you have to do it but it's the job that i chose so it's a very happy job yeah it's it's kind of like um i suppose it it kind of felt like i don't know maybe i suppose like maybe now that's a stupid way to describe it i'm going to pass on that but it i guess what i'm saying is it, it wasn't emotional for me it was um it was like somebody giving me a task like here here is yeah. your task you must mm-hmm. do it and it's the most serious task you've ever taken on so it wasn't like a i mean my wife burst into tears right away like tears of pain tears of joy all of those things combined but for me it was just like very clear in my mind uh there was your life before and now there's your life now those are distinct eras. You're never going back. Yep. Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. And then just going through the process of my friend and I were talking about this the other day of, of labor and everything like that. Once you get into it, and I'm sure you had this experience too. Once it all starts, it's like, you, you just have to do it. You, you have to do it. Yeah. I wonder if it's like, if that's what dying is like, you're just entering, yeah. you're embarking on something and there's just no way out. And you just kind of accept that this is what the best way out is through and that you just do it. In my classic stupid fashion, one of the things I try to do throughout the labor, in addition to being supportive of my wife, is try to keep it lighthearted and sort of joking. But the, yeah. the midwives are like coaching her along. And I'm thinking, I was kind of joking, like, well, you know, that's nice, but you also can't really quit. Like, what are you going to yeah. do? Get up and walk out of here with a baby like halfway through yeah, your yeah. pelvis? Yeah. You know, it's like takes the time it takes, but 
We don't really have options either. Well, she could quit. Yeah. She could be like, I'm not doing this. And they just give her a C-section. Uh, I suppose. I guess what I mean is the baby gets out of there, you know? Yeah. You yeah. don't just you don't just decide this isn't for me and like walk away, you know? Like, I don't want to be a mom anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. But there's something reassuring about that, though. Like not ever being able to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, it, you, I think when you're younger, you worry about kids as a loss of freedom, but that's not what it felt like to me at all. It mm-hmm. felt like, I suppose, and so like it's, it's the, it's, a, it's the greatest responsibility ever that was handed to me. Of course, I chose it, so it was my free choice to do it. But, um, I don't feel like I'm a less free man today than I was the other day. I feel like I've fulfilled my, my purpose much more. Right. So that, right. Yeah. And then the things that you're losing freedom to do, uh, they just seem so trivial. Like you have a massive shift in, in priorities. Yeah. And having a child, it opens up so many opportunities for you too. An opportunity to grow personally, to, to love a human being in a different way. If you lack discipline and purpose, not not that you should have a child to achieve those things. I probably wouldn't That'll advise do it. it but it's going to give you some discipline and purpose right away. It'll yeah. be handed to you in a swaddle. Yeah. Uh, on that day. Yep. Yep. Um, Preston Oceanheart. Oaksenheart. Congrats on the new Christensen. Good weekend overall, it seems. Just got home from Vegas myself after some good football. Hope things are going well. Ah, P.S. The pronunciation is Oxenhurt. I was kind of close. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Laurel, congrats on the baby. Welcome to fatherhood. Thanks, Laurel. And congrats on your moves recently, Laurel. I hope everything's going well. Luke Gibson, congrats, Matt. Uh, said while my kid uh, is hitting me in the face with a hairbrush. Once he's a little older and a little more dexterous and a little more able to be mischievous in that way. Man, um, I say I fear my my kid becoming a toddler terrorist, but at the same time. It's fun. Once he becomes clever and smart enough to be mischievous in his own way, it's going to be hard not to appreciate that, even if it's to my detriment, you know? Oh yeah, my kid's already trolling me. I'm yeah. so worried about her eating lead paint for because I'm crazy, you know. <laughs> and so the other day she was in my closet. We're like, there might be lead paint. I, I don't know. And I was like, Emmeline, what's in your mouth? And she like poked her head out, and yeah. she started to pretend that she was eating something just because she knew it would freak me out. That's exactly what I'm talking about. She already knows your buttons, and she's going to yes. start pushing them. Yeah, oh, so bad. Yeah. Striker, I'm in Florida and going to study abroad in Japan. Everything was set for this spring, but now my Nevada-based sponsor is requiring the jab. I don't want it out of principle. Do you all have any advice? You've got to sacrifice Well, you've got to sacrifice to avoid getting the vaccine. He's going to talk about individual blah, blah, blah. Don't get it. No matter what, don't get it. So to, to pursue your education, well, um, here's I'd, I'd like to know, is this study abroad program required to get your degree? Would it really be an asset to your degree? Maybe, maybe not. Um, if not, and it, it, if you would, if you could avoid the trip but maintain the resume piece, I'd put some thought to sticking by your beliefs on this. Uh, to be honest, I know it sucks to lose out on a trip. At the same time, I never got a proper honeymoon either because of all the bullshit travel restrictions. Maybe we'll take yeah. one someday. But you can you can go to Japan. Like you you get your degree, you get a good job, you can go to Japan and have that experience. Um, something to think about. I'd have to know the specifics. Mm, mm. Laurel says my son was nine and a half pounds. No gestational diabetes. Big babies running my family. That is a big ass baby. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I am impressed because I couldn't yeah. believe how big that baby was when it flew out of there. So almost God. a pound more. Ugh. 
Ryan F. Welcome to this world, baby Calvin. Congrats to you both. Matt, lol, I had originally said Earth and not world, and the ban on the world evidently is still in effect. Oh, the flat Earth thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You can't uh, say Earth in my chat. So we had to censor. Yeah. So sorry, That's it's the right. flat earthers who created those restrictive terms. They Perhaps I should loosen them after years of uh, trying to get them under control. I don't Thank know. You. They, they've been waiting. Yeah. Damien McHugh says, congrats. Thank you for that. Thank Chain you. fire. I celebrated my son's birthday with y'all May 18th, 2020. Now I celebrate yours, Matt. Congratulations and welcome to the family. You guys are so sweet. So well, sweet. thank you. Very much appreciated. And all the best I am to your not family. Be niggardly. Nathan Bolig, congrats to you and your wife. Your first experience honestly sounds a lot like mine. We had number four at home and I had to deliver because we were 15 minutes ahead of the midwife. So you get used to it. Maybe one day you're going to have to get down there. Maybe in the future it'll be more like a slip and slide. And uh, <sighs> maybe my urgency will be warranted because the delivery is imminent instead of 24 hours away or at that time, like 18. I will say you don't look very tired. I have slept decently. You know, I've been up each night because of various baby demands, but I've I've slept fairly decently. Oh. And that's due and uh, that's um because of my wife largely. She's done a, an awesome job. She's up feeding the baby obviously and she's up changing diapers and you know, I'm I'm helping out um in, with with what I can and what we've agreed to do, but also you know, we're a team and she knows that for example, Sundays are important. We got to do the show and I can't be uh showing up totally unprepared and out of sleep and she takes it as seriously as I do. We're a good team in that way. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, you look pretty well rested. Newborn babies do sleep a shitload. So that's. He does. But when he's up, like he's up, he's very active. He's yeah. he's loud. He's moving around. I, I We had to get up early this morning for him to be fed and stuff. And I, I don't know what the hell happened. My wife went into the bathroom to get cleaned up and he was just sitting in the bed next to me. He was like doing an ab workout, man. He was sitting there like pulling his knees up to his chest over and over again. I he was trying to work out a fart or I don't know, trying to yeah, become a yeah. muscle man or I don't know what he was doing, but I was like, Jesus, yep. just chill out for a second. Was he crying? Like, no, he was just, oh. just moving all around getting if his work. They're trying in. to work out a fart. You can bicycle their legs really hard into their yeah. stomach and they'll just be like, <laughs> and then they'll smile it's it's always yeah. a joy yeah. andrew pollock i'm like don't listen to people's parenting advice here's a bunch of parenting advice <laughs> here's how um, to get the farts out gets the farts out. hey that is the most important thing for newborns. yeah um we found out that our baby due in january is a boy huzzah mm. my wife wants to know where we can get in on one of those sweet flannel onesies congrats on the baby that one was gifted to us, I believe. I can, if you send me an email, I promise you I will track down where that one came from. But we do have a few, and I know my mom bought some of them for us, so I could ask That's my mom so where she acquired them. And congrats um, to your family, man. Sandra Del Vecchio, awesome. go pick up lunch tomorrow for you and your wife on us. Hooray, beautiful baby Calvin. Well, thank you. I will do that. I appreciate it very much. Uh, Mick Grundle, I know that's not how you say it, Matt Grundle. Um, congratulations to you, MC. And to your wife, the flannel and skeptical eye says Calvin doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> He's already thinking about constitutional values. I, I know. Thank you for the support. There's another We love I you. Should have You're very special. Shared another image. Um I should send it to you. You notice in the picture of him coming home in the car seat, he's kind of got his hands Mr. Burns style. Yeah. Like he's plotting or something. And a lot of people were commenting on that on Twitter. There's a photo of me as a newborn in October 1987, so going on 34 years ago. Oh God! And I'm a bunch of bunch. I'm amid a bunch of pumpkins. My hands are exactly the same. Like our our baby posture 
and our hand positioning like father like son man uh you can already see the resemblance it's pretty cool yeah he looks a lot like daddy and mommy greg olson says congratulations to you matt and your wife i'm so happy for you both did you cut the cord matt i did yeah Yeah, that thing looks that looks like a bad movie effect the umbilical cord that thing is weird and it's like tough to get through isn't it it's very rubbery so my first Mm. snip attempt it's like it feels like you're using a very dull scissors or maybe the scissors yeah. were dull, but it was not an easy it was not an easy yeah. snip. It took a couple yeah. tries. Yep. Uh, the first poop looks like tar and your son is not so fragile that you will break his bones. Be a man and change his diaper, too. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's wiping meconium off of tiny balls. Uh, I'm uh, I'm way more confident already after just a couple of days. The first day I'm like terrified Ooh. to even move him an inch. And now, you know, I'm more comfortable. I know that I, he's not going to break in half. Uh, Kurt says, congrats, Matt. And here's a cigar. Say hi to Calvin for me. I wish you guys the best and keep up the good work. Hey, blonde, a supporter when I can be God bless and Godspeed your friend, Kurt. Thank you, Kurt. Well, thank you. All the best to you, man. I appreciate it. Does it matter from our family to yours, Matt? Congratulations about damn time. (laughs) It is overdue. You know, it's, I probably should have gotten started on this earlier in my life, but it probably would have been later again without influences like blonde and many in the audience. Who uh, tell you, you know, uh, get acquainted with things that matter in life. Don't think about having relationships of convenience. Have relationships with purpose. Do something with purpose. Yeah. So now that you've met your baby, did you have this overwhelming feeling that cosmically it it couldn't have been any other baby? Like you couldn't have had another kid at any other point Mm, in time. I wish I could say that. I I don't know that I necessarily. Is this a mom thing? Maybe it's a mom thing. I don't know. I don't know. Is there a parallel universe in which I got started on this earlier and there's some different fate for me? Perhaps. I don't know that there's one and only one way it could have ever worked out. All I know is I'm I'm very thankful to have what I have. And it certainly feels right that she's my wife and he's my son. And I I can't wait to see what sort of bizarre combination of us both he will turn out to be. I can't wait to see this personality develop. It's going to be the best. Hoof-hearted said, glad to see the newest addition to the like the religion family. I hope Ping's nose isn't scarred with stretch marks like someone else I know. <laughs> God bless both of your wonderful families. Welcome, Tiny Snow Ape. Yeah. Nasal stretch marks. Come Nasal on. That did, that did not happen. It was bad. Yeah, everybody <sighs> will know I'm pregnant again when, when I have a giant. Nose. Yeah. Um, Urusham, uh, Urushima Otaru. Get a girlfriend. Get married. Get wife pregnant. Have a bouncing baby boy. A hundred percent total homo. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was, it was that, I, I don't know if that's his uh, track of life or if that's mine now, but either way, it sounds like a good way to go. <laughs> BC, Matt, congrats to you and the wife on the kiddo. Welcome to parenthood. These news stories get even scarier when you have kids to worry about. You and Frank, quite frankly, need to collab again soon. All the best. That's right. He has a little one. He does. Yeah, she is. Uh, Frank's daughter, Aurora, is right about a year old now. I forget exactly when her birthday is. And um, I, I've been talking to Frank the last couple of days. Frank was one of the people that warned me, dude, when you see the cone head, don't worry about it. That's how it's supposed to be. And he was exactly right. <laughs> and um, and I hope that we will collaborate again soon. I know that Frank was one of the people struggling with uh, a lot of the Hurricane Ida nonsense, pumping mm. out basements and things. So yikes. Um, so, yeah, I hope we will uh, cross paths soon. And I know there's a lot of uh, crossover in our audience. So I'm glad to. Yeah, I'm true. glad we share that. Check it out. Quite frankly, Adam Jazo says, congratulations to you and your wife, Matt. So glad to hear it went well. Well, thank you. 
X Lightbringer says, congratulations on the clump of cells. Hopefully first of many best wishes. Well, now he counts as a full human, right? He's not a clump of cells. I am not going to be niggardly. When his head was just out, but not the rest of his body, was he clump or full human? (laughs) I don't know. He was a clump of cells until his head came out of her. But once the head is out, then he's full. Yeah. Okay. Clear on definitions. Vault says, congrats, your life will never be the same. And here's some cash for all that extra flannel you're going to have to buy. Enjoy the greatest adventure you'll ever have, Jack and Janetta. I hope I'm saying that right. Looks like it. And thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it. He, uh, mm-hmm. The one thing I realize I don't have enough of, because you go through so much infant laundry right away, not enough infant socks. God, I should have picked up more infant socks. We're already What about the onesies? Wrong. Well, the one the ones I have don't have legs or like feet. You know, they're just. Oh they, no! You got to get those onesies with feet and the ones that zip mm. from the top. I'll send you some links. I have found these zip swaddles to be clutch because he keeps clawing at his face so much, yeah. and the only way to really keep his arms secure is in the zip up swaddle. Well, a lot of the newborn onesies have these little things over the wrists yeah. that you just fold over the hands. Yeah, and so I gotta, like, I got to get into that. Yeah. Steven Suarez, y'all both need both need more kids. The more better, the more the better. In case one decides to go fruit, <laughs> congrats, Matt. You're a dilf. <laughs> Thank you. And Steven Suarez is absolutely he has license to say such things. He does because he's our favorite super gay fan. I don't know. He's he's not super gay. Like the gayest thing he does is have sex with a man. But like you wouldn't be able to tell he was super gay by talking to him. <laughs> Stephen has been around for a damn long time, yeah. and I hope we didn't just scare him away for good. Thank you, man. No. I appreciate it, and um, all the best to uh, you and yours. Thank you. Much. He is a not an easily offended homosexual. Man. I don't. My understanding is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kai Cal L says, I still remember how emotional I was when both my kids were born all those years ago. It makes it much more painful now that they're no longer they no longer want to talk to me following the divorce to my to their mom. Oh man. Mm. Sorry, dude. It's rough. It's rough. I hope that you guys reunite. I will pray for you. Absolutely. Drag Thank you, man. to the world. It. Calvin is an okay name, but surprised you didn't go with Adolf. Seriously, though, is Calvin after the president or the theologian? I, it's just as I mentioned, it's just a name that we liked, but since Blonde named her dog after the president, and I think that name was kind of introduced into my conscience at least more immediately by blonde must've been through the president, I suppose. Calvin and Hobbes too. And actually that is, um, that is Calvin and Hobbes. The interesting thing. And I, well for uh, Calvin and Hobbes plays kind of an important role in my wife's family. And so, uh, his name is Calvin Wade and obviously Wade is my brother's name. So there's kind of a, an homage to both of our families within his name. All the, oh, that's sweet. We were joking about making uh, <laughs> making our dog into a tiger for Halloween so we would have Calvin, Calvin and <laughs> That's Hobbs. a great idea. Might be fun. Yeah. Huh. I like it. Yeah. Um, HH says, congrats, Matt. I'm super happy for you. Thank we're all you. super happy it. for Matt. Uh, Ken Solo, congratulations on the new arrival. Be sure to spin this before inflation renders it useless. Also, Juggernaut the Destroyer. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you. And now it's worth two cents. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's gone. Appreciate it. Uh, Rugal Migdal. Sincere congrats. Wonder if you posted the photos just to silence conspiracies that your waifu was literally Asian. Not that there's (laughs) anything wrong with that. Right, blonde? Eurasians can be based allies. You know, I do love 
some Asians. And the, the Chinese, they are right on about a lot of stuff. They're rocketing up the ranking as, as we are. speak. They're, they're just behind the Japanese at this point. Have they, they surpassed are. the Koreans? I think so. Wow. Yeah. Koreans have all these like boy band, these like faggy boy bands and stuff like that. And the Japanese have all the <laughs> weird sex stuff. Maybe China number one. <laughs> Trajectory is headed that way. Hard to dispute. Knuckle hunky buck. Um, when that dad talks about his case, he needs to specify whether he means his custody related legal case or the rampant case of HIV. <laughs> Good. I like it. All right. Incompetent hand says, I want to ask for ping two. Two cents on the makeup in the thing. Uh, I wanted to ask for ping two's two cents. On the makeup thing. There we go. Yeah. And then I saw she went into labor five years ago. Blonde said, get your shit together. And now there's a new person in this world. Congrats. I think I was nicer than that. And it was probably more recent than that. The, the like get your relationship house in order. Those conversations were more like 2017. So like in late 2017. So like four years ago. You really, so, you really did it fast. Well, we you. were, you know, I, as we've talked about, this is the one relationship where it was like, uh, it was more of a job interview. Hey, this is what I would like to achieve. You yeah, in or you out? Because yeah. I am yeah. seeking. You know, we, but we were both of that mindset, like mutually seeking candidates to achieve marriage and parenthood. Procreation. Don't talk about bullshit. Like what kind of movies you like on date? Yeah. And talk about what what you want to do. What you want. Weed out the waste of time immediately. Yeah. I broke up with him because we don't listen to the same kind of music. It's yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, Steve F congrats, Matt. I hope becoming a dad will spur, will spur on your spiritual journey. Becoming a father mm. makes it easier to understand the unconditional love our heavenly father had for us. Peace. That is true. Yeah, it could be true. Um, but I think that my trajectory is obviously warmer uh, to those ideas. So uh, I certainly could see it happening. Andy D congrats, Matt on the new baby. We need more good red blooded patriots in this country. Love you both. Keep up the great. Well, thank you. I will try to try my best. I won't let him go to Sacramento public schools and become a communist, but that's true. He has you to decide for can. himself one day. Yeah. You do what you can. Well, I'm going to dip out and take care of my own baby while you have a three hour love fest with the audience. All right. I will uh, catch up with the chat. Thank you for uh, thank sticking you around and uh, thank you for the kind words. And thank you again for building a show that built my family. Appreciate it. Of that course. goes to you and, and the I'm audience. I'm so happy for you and your lovely wife and your beautiful son. What a blessing. What a blessing. All right. We will catch you on Wednesday. On Wednesday. See you guys. Bye. See you then. All right, guys, I will uh, hang out, read your chats until you've had enough of me. And then we will call it a night. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your support. Of course, uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel Singer says joined late, but this might have been brought up already. But the Hyde Amendment doesn't the Hyde Amendment mean that army doctors can't receive a salary? That's interesting. I don't know what uh, military policy on abortions is and who pays for them. I have no idea. That's a good question. So uh, perhaps I'll have to look that up. Uh, Kevin Brait says, I hate to break it to you, Matt, but as a law student, I've discovered that judges are always making decisions based on public opinion, power politics, and only then consider the law. I'm sure it's plenty, plenty common. Yeah, I'm sure you're right about that. I think it's just, uh, that's a shame. <laughs> you know, uh, that's a shame that the, that the judge's decision would be based on what the pitchfork mob wants, even if the pitchfork mob is correct. And in this case, I think they were. But but yeah, I, I don't doubt that you're right on that. Uh, Kevin or sorry, Chris Driver says, congratulations, MLC. Appreciate it. 
Knuckle Hunky Buck says, here's a dad joke for the new dad. Why are omelets so thin in France? Because in French, uh, one egg is one weef. How do I, I don't know how to read French. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I botched that one. Uh, why are omelets so thin in France? Because in French, one egg is one whiff. One, I, I, I don't know. I, the, my French skills are lacking. I, did, I, I totally botched the dad joke. I'm sorry. Perhaps we will correct it later. Elite, uh, another thing impossible to read. Uh, Latin, something like that. Aliquis volt tesis. Tesis. We'll go with that. Just want to say congratulations, Matt, for your new baby boy. I am, am sure. Uh, I join with everyone who wants to give you all their well wishes and prayers for the next stage of your life. Be blessed. Well, uh, that is very much appreciated. Thank you for your support for the show. I am not going to be niggardly. No one says congrats on the boy, Matt. Glad he is healthy and wishing you and your family all the best. Also, if you hated or if you hated the thing, like you hated Dr. Strangelove, I may have to rethink the following. Well, I hope I hope I I certainly didn't hate it. I hope I didn't insult it too much for your taste. Um and I found plenty to enjoy in the movie. It was not like Dr. Strangelove where I was clawing my face off waiting for it to end. So it was a good movie. Not among the greats, but uh, but plenty to appreciate. Robin Banks, Texas Taliban is totally accurate and valid. Texas's abortion ban totally makes it worse than Afghanistan. Just ask the, ask the women left behind in Afghanistan. Yeah, I wonder if they would make the trade and go to Texas if they could. Uh, we, we shall see. Mark Weisman says the penumbra has an astronomical meaning. It is p- a partially shaded portion on a lunar eclipse. I guess in the constitutional context, it's referring to a shady conclusion. Yeah, maybe that, that, that I, I like that application because that would make some more sense. Thank you for that. Metal man says Captain Picard. My culture is based on freedom and self-determination. The Borg freedom is irrelevant. Self-determination is irrelevant. You must comply. Captain Picard. We would rather die. Uh, yeah, that sounds, I, we love I'm you. not, uh, You're very special, well-versed in Star Trek, but that sounds like, uh, like my kind of, uh, philosophy and entertainment. And thank you for support for the show. Nick H says, if abortion is so popular, then put it up for a national vote to settle the question once and for all. Let's see how popular it is and put your money where your mouth is. I, whatever the policy that would, would be the outcome of that process, it would not be that guy's policy of not only whenever you want, but free as in covered by the taxpayer whenever you want. I don't think that would be the winning outcome. Texan Devil Dog says, when watching the abortion doctor army guy, I legitimately wondered at first glance why he was wearing a Christmas hat in September. <laughs> it was a weird haircut. Uh, unrelated, Matt, you are welcome for the the, the support. Um, always enjoy the show. Well, thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a character. He kind of looks like, what's his face? Like a younger... Um, Who's the guy, the professor, he goes on Bill Maher all the time, um, has the big gap in his teeth with the crazy hair. It's like crazy civil rights activist guy. He looked kind of like that guy. What the hell? I already forgot his name. My my mind is shot. It's been, uh, you know, it's been a week of crazy experiences in a long stream. So I, I'll, I'll move on. Rafael Salvador. Uh, my Matt, my deepest congratulations on the birth of little Matt Jr., May you and Ping too have the best uh, in your life and have a great, healthy brood of little snow apes. Well, we certainly intend to give them some siblings, so uh, hopefully that ends. That will be the case, and uh, we look forward to that uh, in future years. Quiet moose, or yeah, quiet moose, not or mouse. Can I not read? My God, my brain is shattered. Quiet mouse. Why would it be quiet moose? That's the stupidest thing ever. I wonder if the H man 
had aborted six. <laughs> if the H man had aborted six million chosen babies, would that have been perfectly acceptable? Well, not if the if the H man did it to women who wanted it. Then I think that would have been fine, according to this logic. Thank you for clarifying, Michael Rogers. Thanks for supporting the show. We appreciate it. We love you. You're very special. Mostly peaceful gun over a gun owner. Isn't the argument that men can't have an opinion on abortions incredibly transphobic? We've previously established that men can, in fact, squeeze a baby, uh, squeeze out a baby if only we believe strongly enough and breastfeed. You know, as we're kind of entering that stage of uh, our parenthood, I keep thinking of that weird family, the the trans family where the mom thinks she's dad and the dad thinks he's mom. And they were trying to breastfeed their baby. Uh, the, the guy, the man was trying to breastfeed their baby. If I just if I will it strongly enough, can I nourish my child myself? I haven't attempted it, but uh, I, I recall that clip. Shanique was stunning and brave. They say illegals are skilled migrants. Did they anticipate farm workers are skilled at using blood and bone as fertilizer? P.S. Congrats on the sun. Make sure to value him more than being able to eat tacos. It's always with the shots at Molly Tibbetts. Dad, good Lord. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Mark LaFlame says, I actually whooped uh, when I heard the good news and I'm a guy. I'm not a guy who whoops for much. Congratulations, you dog. Great news in black times. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. It, uh, I had no idea what it was going to be like when we were going to the hospital. I had no idea if this was how how urgent this was going to be and what sort of health uh, complications might arise. Thankfully, none of those ever really became an issue. So uh, I'm very grateful for that. Darlene Kate says, congratulations, Matt. Your life will never be the same. Saki says men can't get pregnant. Activists say men can get pregnant. Great example of their ever-changing rules and situational morals. Yeah. You're a man. You can't have an opinion. Also, some men get pregnant. Take your pick. Three speech. Which state to reside? Utah, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota, or other? Uh, I think they're all fine picks. I would happily reside in any of them. I love where I live in Montana. I don't want to have to move, but some of the writing is on the wall. If you want the safest pick on that list, I'd go with Wyoming. There's The only downside is there's a whole lot of nothing in Wyoming. But if you're going in with the mindset of where are you most likely to be left alone and be the hardest to be messed with, Wyoming. Assuming you have an income that is transferable to Wyoming or not dependent on Wyoming. It's hard to earn a lot of money in Wyoming, generally speaking. With some exception, there's a lot of good oil jobs and there, there's there are some ways to to earn there. Don't get me wrong. There's also low cost of living. So if you're the sort of person that needs immediate access to city living, Wyoming is not your place. But if you're the sort of person who wants to be left alone, fantastic. Best in the lower 48, probably. And I, 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 I'm eyeing South Dakota, too. I think the Black Hills are really cool. But the Wyoming side or the South Dakota side of the Black Hills, cool spot. Ethan Johnson says, I'm a, a, I'm a pogue in the U.S. Army. My service has brought distrust of my government. When the feds and officers left Americans behind, I have proof of my suspicions. Brass does not care about us enlisted. Yeah, it would seem so. And uh, and thank you. Thank you for the thoughts. Um, and, and, of course, thank you for uh, your service in the Army. I appreciate it. Who's who's been farting? You may not want to go by Cal, but when it comes or, or you may not want him to go by Cal, but but what if it goes the other way and he goes by Vin? I guess I hadn't thought about that. That's kind of interesting. I, I like the name Calvin. I hope he goes by Calvin. Then again, uh, I assume he'll have something to say about that someday. Perhaps he'll decide he likes Vin. I don't know. I hope it's Calvin, though. And to me, it'll be Calvin. 
Quiet Mouse. Giving humanitarian aid to Afghanistan. Why not? That worked out great in Somalia. Yeah. Pap says, congratulations on the birth of your children. I know you're going to be a great dad. Well, thank you and all the best to your family. K. Drake says, congrats, Matt. Kids are the best thing ever, except when they are being the worst things ever. God bless. Even in the, when they are the worst thing, I think uh, they're still part of the best thing. So I look forward even to the mischievous times, provided I can keep them under some level of control, which will be my test. Raphael Salvador says, Ivy Pectin, not to be confused with the I word drug. Thank you for that. Jeremy Maziato says, can't watch live tonight, but wanted to say congrats, Matt. Enjoy the next stage of your life. Well, thank you for your support. I am not going to be niggardly. And your kind words. A dime short says, this $20 is reserved for the baby when when your check uh, when your check in the checkout lane or passing by the toy aisle and you get the meltdown finger pointing, spend the $20 on whatever. I'm ecstatic for you to take this journey. Enjoy every moment. Well, I appreciate that. And I will do that. Even if it teaches young Calvin that he can point and throw a fit at whatever catches his eye at target and he will be rewarded. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully that is not the lesson he takes, but I will certainly do that with you in mind uh, when he's old enough to do that dime short. And I will, uh, I will enjoy the experience. Thank you. Milky way. Mike appreciate the support for the show. Thank you. President Meg Thomas says, does he have a Hobbs doll yet? He does not, but we probably should get him a little, uh, tiger, uh, a little Hobbs tiger for his, uh, nursery. Uh, Ray, uh, uh, uh Ramium. Thank you for supporting the show. Raynor Chen, congrats, Matt. Hope you guys have a uh, congrats on Matt Jr. Rather, hope you guys have a nice weekend. That's it. That's the chat. Well, thank you and all the best to you. Via Red says the other bottle was another Molotov. So then uh, the other bottle was another Molotov. So he then knew he was the only human. Uh, Am I missing a reference here? Or uh, that might be that one might be over my head. Sorry about that. But thank you. Uh, Choke Point says, the th- um, thanks for supporting the show. 2AEDU says, I'm late, but I want to say hi to both of you and a huge congrats to Matt and the family. Thank you as always. Well, thank you, man. And uh, as, as always, congrats on the channel. I'm glad to see it working out. 2AEDU, if you would like some uh, good gun content among uh, our audience and community. Raynor Chen says, as you mentioned, the soy boy ban and feminism ban in China. That's nice. How does that based CCP rule look now, Blonde and Matt? Well, if Blonde was here, I'm sure she'd be a little... Um, more warm to uh that than i might be uh but here's here's the counterpoint i'm not ever going to say like oh yeah china's doing it right they're not uh I, it is a it is a fascistic rule over there but our country i'm not saying that we are under fascistic rule right now we are trending toward authoritarian tendencies and if i had to choose between authoritarian tendencies or fascistic rule that's based on some truth some 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 moral reality some truth about the world or authoritarian fascistic rule that's based on made-up nonsense i'll at least take the truth again not saying china is crushing it on truth either but i i think probably the most destructive thing that we've done uh socially is blur the lines between men and women act like the family structure doesn't matter act like men can become women women can become men and that there aren't kind of roles that men and women fit into not be, not because they should be forced to be but because that's kind of what they naturally choose and they complement each other and they build strong societies because of those compliments if we're closer to that reality it's probably better than the alternative of straying from it um that doesn't mean i admire the ccp but <laughs> some of the stuff that we're doing on gender is uh extremely bad extremely dangerous 
anyway, um, Janet Partridge says, Hope, uh, have you seen a young Mel Gibson on Gallipoli? Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Fantastic movie. I have not seen it, obviously, because it's a movie. But perhaps we'll get to it. Blonde might have. She's a big Mel Gibson fan, as she said. Let's see. Um, just rounding out on YouTube here, and then we'll uh, head on over to the other platforms. We'll call it a night, guys. Thank you for your patience. Um, Quiet Mouse, um, for the sake of the future of this nation, I need you both to say this. Well, I'll have to say it on behalf of Blonde. I don't know. I can, this is a, This looks like a German phrase, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say it if I don't know what it means. Uh, if you, but email me to clarify, I don't want to get caught in a trap here. And thank you for supporting the show. And I'm sorry about we calling love you. You're a, very special. A quiet moose. That was stupid of me. Tom twelve twelve says, speak, um, speaking of losing freedom and having the kid check out Kenny Chesney. There goes my life. Congrats on the extension of your legacy, raising a horde of me, a horn of mead, the preferred drink of the Vikings in your honor. Um, thank you for that. Actually, one of the coolest things I found by chance was um, was walking around a store around town that just happened to have kids toys. And one of the kids toys they had was a wooden Viking axe. And this was months ago. And it, it was actually before we even knew that Calvin was a boy. And I saw this Viking axe and I thought, I'm buying this because either it's going to be for the baby boy that's in there now or it's for a baby boy in the future and this is cool and in the meantime i had some some help in the neighborhood to actually put his name on the axe and give it a cool more distressed look and so now there's in his nursery there's a cool wood viking axe that's got his name calvin wade right on it and it's one of the one of the things in the nursery that uh that i appreciate so um so yes i hope he uh i hope he grows up uh to <laughs> to live something of uh viking masculinity i suppose Thank you for that. Andrew Pollock says, my wife, uh, Mel Gibson and Nick Cage, blonde is old. Me, blonde is younger than me. My wife, she's an old soul. Me? Huh. <laughs> well, uh, on blonde's behalf, I'm sure she would love to. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates the age comparison in her favor. Uh, and, and thank you for that. Star Scream says, um, blonde, what do you think about John Carpenter's interview that he wrote? They live as a F you to Ronald Reagan. It is an anti-conservative message. Sorry, I can't uh, have her answer that, but um, that's interesting. I know that there are certain messages people have inferred from They Live that John Carpenter has flatly denied, but it could be. One of the things, as I mentioned during the They Live review, I thought it was odd that there were some kind of conservative or traditional messages that the aliens were putting out, like marry and reproduce was somehow a subversive message that the aliens were putting out. Like... uh, as though marriage is uh, destructive to individual freedom and uh, autonomy and self-sufficiency. So I don't doubt that maybe there were some uh, anti-traditionalist or anti-conservative messages in there. Chaos Lear Len says uh, there's a show called RWBY, which is pronounced Ruby. That in mind, thoughts on rudes. Uh, I don't know. You lost me a little bit there. I don't know exactly what you mean by that. I'm sure it's some code that I need to decode and my brain is far too tired to do, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. Knuckle hunky buck says, uh, enough. The French phrase is enough. So I must've just missed. I'm sorry about that. Dad joke. I botched it. The one egg is enough pronounced enough or in enough. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I want to give, I want to do right by the dad joke to fulfill my fatherly destiny. So thank you for holding me accountable. Rick Hunter says, congratulations, Mr. Mrs. Matt and Calvin. 
God bless you. Thank you. And uh, all the best to you and yours as well. I appreciate it. Okay, guys. Let's uh, let's stop in on Trovo and DLive and Tippy Stream. We'll call it a night. Um, issue. Appreciate you supporting the show. Um, Chubby Stubby as well. Uh, Mike Hawk 420 Blazing gifting subs over on Trovo. Thank you for that. Um, over on DLive, ETC, thanks for supporting the show. Um, man, we got several of you guys over here. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Silosopher. Um, and everybody else appreciate you guys over on D live and let's catch up. I left off on John over on tippy stream says, congrats on your promotion, Matt. That's one way to characterize it. I like that. Thank you. Knuckle hunky buck says, uh, AR 15s are expensive, which limits poor people's access to that. Right. AR 15 should be given out free, just like abortions. Maybe we can work a deal. Is that a, <laughs> that's a terrible deal. You guys can kill all the children you want as long as we get free guns. Yeah. I mean, I like guns, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good about that deal. I'd have to, I'd have to pass. Um, but yes, it's funny. That's the one right, uh, not only the one right that's not in the constitution that they love, but it's the one right that not only means you have a right to be left alone, you have a right to be given the thing to fulfill that right. Strange. Uh, Danny from Montana says, congrats, Matt, on the news of your son. September birthdays are the best. Hey, all, uh. Hey, all I'm saying is no Taliban ever subverted my nation and tried to destroy my culture. All, uh, also, it has been nothing but uh, hose mad here in Texas. What a great time to be Texan. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I won't get into a fight about Afghanistan and uh, you know certain terrorist attacks that people uh, believe to be connected to Taliban rule. But you know, I know uh, there there's there are varying opinions on that one that I care not to uh, engage uh, or debate. And I will appreciate your support for the show, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I agree. Well, we well, well, I agree. I guess on a serious note, we shall see if the people who worry about being more isolationist about that part of the world are right. And that our increased absence means that they come and attack us here. We, we will find out the answer to that question. It won't be a hypothetical anymore or counterfactual. Maybe there's danger in that. Maybe it's not. Maybe not. We'll find out. And thank you. Redicus says, uh, congrats on the baby boy. Get ready to fight the scourge, uh, the scourge rather of communism being from a family of four and all of us being 10 plus. Uh, I am glad it went well. Hopefully you oh 10 plus pounds. I think you mean, holy cow. Hopefully you will have a great life of teaching him to be a lumberjack and not cutting himself on a chisel. I hope so. You know, one of the things I, regret about my younger years is I didn't develop a lot of skills with my hands. So I hope that I can do that for my son and that he can become more prepared to build things and fix things and um, just survive, survive in a survive with his physical capabilities better than, than probably I trained myself to be in my younger years. I'm trying to get better, but uh, I hope to prepare him in that way. Wit what says, congratulations on your offspring. Thank you. You will do great. Also, Went to the Cleveland Air Show yesterday. 99% of the people were maskless. So the people wearing the masks in 79 degree weather looked like the idiots that they are. Well, hopefully the numbers are turning, but who knows, man? It's such chaos. And thank you for that. Kim says, congratulations, Matt and Ping, too. Your baby boy is adorable, and I'm incredibly happy for you. Praying God's blessings on you and your growing family. I appreciate it. And thank you kindly, Kim. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and thanks for your support for the show. Christy Holiday says, started a job for a California hospital 
uh, not at one. After one week of working, they informed that I have to get the jab. Never, ma- uh, never mentioned through eight weeks of the interview process. Also learned the hospital capacity is due to L.A. lack of staff, not due to COVID cases. Yeah, uh, that is. Um, we love you. Th- thank you for the support. You're very special. Whenever I hear this lack of staffing thing that they're claiming at the Bozeman Hospital, too, the implication is that it's nothing but um, it's nothing but coronavirus cases causing that the surge. We can't keep up with it. I think it's much more likely that it's it's things that you're talking about where self-imposed inability to hire or maintain workers create staffing shortages that really have nothing to do with the virus themselves. They're uh, itself. It's just elective policy choice. Thank you for your support, Christy, and um, and all the best with your job decision. I can't I, I should. I should be surprised that they didn't disclose to you that you will have to get the vaccine to maintain that job throughout eight weeks of interviewing. But these days, it seems like people just assume that as though like getting that vaccine is an automatic that, that you as the person who accept the job accepts the job would just assume that's a term or a condition of the employment. What a world. Thank you. Appreciate it. Redicus says, I hate to do it, but I will defend abortion on moral grounds. Interesting. Uh, I'd be uh, I want to hear it. If you are so void of morals that an abortion doesn't hang on your conscience. Should you be allowed to be a mother so we get rid of communists? We all all we need now is enough helicopters. They all went to Afghanistan. Interesting question. I know you're kind of tongue in cheek there. But even if it even if it is true that you have a morally depraved mother, you know, is it is it the fault of that child that his mom is morally depraved? Probably not. And I suspect we'd probably agree with with each other if we um, talked about that on, on serious terms. Thank you for even the tongue in cheek pushback uh much appreciated i think um we are all set guys oh wait um no there are uh, no nick <laughs> come on the name here no knickers allowed no knickers no pants is that no pants allowed congratulations on the bouncing baby boy thank you no guardy congratulations matt and ping what kind of calvin and hobbs themed things are you most looking forward to getting to getting as he grows up should have put more thought to it. Didn't uh, think of that as like a decor scheme or a stuffed animal scheme so far. So I'll have to uh, strategize as I go forward. Um, appreciate the thoughts. All right. Uh, just a couple here on YouTube. Uh, Descartes the Great says, I've been watching you guys regularly for about a year. Become part of my Sunday night ritual. Congratulations, Matt. Greetings from Alberta, Canada, one of Montana's closest foreign neighbors. In fact, the Montana state border with canada is the longest border of any state with canada so we have an important relationship in that way seriously speaking i'd love to go to calgary i'd love to go to banff i'd love to go to a lot of spots north of the border that thus far they won't let me go to maybe someday uh and all the best up there in alberta long dong john says matt if you're if you want a guaranteed hit piece sh- uh, shit on k-pop shit on the k shit on the k-pop band bts go on do it i dare you bts sucks ass everyone knows that uh that's just uh that's just common knowledge all right guys i think we are all set we'll give it a quick reload we're good on d live thank you guys there um over on trovo if i didn't mention link to the futu appreciate you as always i do my best on trovo so thank you guys for your patience they make it remarkably hard to read people's chats over there we are all set so thank you guys for uh hanging out with us tonight and um of course thanks for sharing this experience with me and and making this uh 
and making this experience possible through your support of the show, keeping the show on the air and building the community that it's become. I, I appreciate it on behalf of not only myself, but my family and, uh, and my son, who sooner rather than later, I'm sure, will be speaking his first words to thank you personally uh, as well. So thanks for keeping it going. We will keep it going as long as we can with your, uh, with your help. And uh, if you'd like to listen to more of the show, can't get enough, check out the audio platforms. They're linked in the description and over on the website. It's mattchristiansandmedia.com. we got plenty of extra stuff to listen to. Anything else you're looking for, show merch, getting in touch with us, all the videos and podcasts, mattchristiansandmedia.com. We will be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show done in just under three hours. We made good time. Thanks, and we will see you next week. Ah, but I may as well try and catch